am Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. We are two of the many, many survivors of Krypton's destruction, and we have made our home in Australia, and dare I say have become Australians, for better or worse. But we have also decided to read Superman comics, read Superman books, watch Superman shows, cartoons, movies, basically everything Superman, and from an Australian perspective as well. Whether you're a seasoned fan, like me, or whether you are coming in fresh, wide-eyed, and wanting to learn more like me, then this podcast is for you. Join us for our bi-weekly adventures available on all good podcast catches. But just search for Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. We'll be coming to you from Australia or some cosmic dimension, wherever we are that week. Up, 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 up and, and away! away. Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast featuring ambient background clattering noises. Uh, my name is Connor McKenna. I'm Rebecca Hart. And Carl Stapp. And uh, it's our 100. Yay! Woohoo! Four years in the making. Yes, uh, long time. So we only have 100 episodes, but we're probably older than a lot of podcasts you listen to. So... You know, that means we're better. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't. But uh, I'm happy we got here. This is great. And we've, like, kind of barely touched... I don't want to say barely touched the surface of Iron Fist, but, man, we've covered, like, one old run, a couple of new runs, and we're still in Power Man and Iron Fist. So we haven't even gotten to, like, the really famous stuff. You know, so uh, hundreds yeah, more episodes. Got, um, yeah, Hooray. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, yeah. Um, fun times. So I said we would have something planned for this episode, and we do. So basically what we're going to do is... Uh, I told you guys through Phantom Limb, because uh, Clay, Mr. Clay McLeod Chapman was very gracious to uh, do an interview with me where we just uh, chatted about Iron Fist of Phantom Limb and a couple of other things. You know, especially horror and that all that sort of stuff. So that's some good stuff. So I'm going to play that um, soon. And then when we come back, we'll talk a bit about the interview. And then we're going to... You know what? We figured, hey, we haven't gotten any requests or anything for 100. So we're just going to do what we want. And we came up with some questions we wanted to ask each other and talk about on the air. So just be nice and relaxed. Um, yeah. Fun times. Yes. And, but next uh, time, write in and tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll do a shout out. Thanks everyone for listening and keeping this podcast uh, listened That's to. Um, you know, we know you're there. Even if you are silent, we know you're there. We do appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoy 
or our opinions or our different opinions on Iron Fist and stuff. Uh, a special shout out to the collective as well uh, for the constant retweets and likes and stuff. You know, check out the other podcasts in the collective as well. There's a bunch of good ones there, mostly character based. Um, yeah, my Superman one's on there, and I'm also going to start co-hosting three weeks out of four on Signal of Doom. If you want to check out that as well. And, yeah. Also, big thanks to uh, Carla Torres. I really hope I pronounced your last name right. He runs the Iron Fist page on Facebook. I've been an admin on there for years, and uh, he's let me share every single episode on that Facebook page, which has definitely Yay. helped a lot. So, you know, big shout-out to him. He's a big Iron Fist fan. Yay, clap. And uh, thanks to Omar as well, our new... Uh, go on the page, keeps the page very active with all sorts of cool Iron Fist stuff. So a uh, big thanks to you as well, Omar. But, yep, uh, thank you, Omar. Yeah, he's down in the Philippines. He meets actually a lot of artists. I'm surprised. Yeah, crazy. And he met Finn and uh, yep. Jessica as well. So he gave him a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, he gave Iron Fist an Iron Fist T-shirt. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> you think it'd be the other way around. but. <laughs> um, and also... Uh, Poor big... Finn hasn't had a job since. <laughs> well, I, w- I want to do a big thanks as well to Carl and Rebecca, my co-hosts. Uh, Screw you. Yes, thank. Okay, big thanks to Rebecca. Um, yeah, thanks to Rebecca. Carl, yours is rescinded. Yeah. I, I would like to thank England for sending all their criminals to Australia because without that, we wouldn't have Connor. Yeah. Well, I would be here. <laughs> Be there were lot. other people that wasn't just the English, but we do, you know. Uh. Yeah. I probably have, like, an Irish accent. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, thanks, well, guys. No one, no one I've sent that podcast to thinks you're Australian, which I think is hysterical. Wow. Yeah. You guys are making it so easy to thank you. Um, it's great. When yeah. you say you guys, not not me. No, I, by guys, I mean plural. And, no, Rebecca, you're being fine. but um, Thank you. Carl's a... Yeah, Carl. Carl thinks I'm he's... I'm a wanker. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank but... you, Connor, for putting up with us. Yes. Uh, but, no, that's fine. And thank you guys for filling in and everything when I haven't been able to record as well. Uh, you know, that's helped a lot. And it's always been fun to talk to you guys most of the time. <laughs> um, I would like to thank Connor for cutting together this hot mess because I have no clue how any of that works. Yeah, that's true, for sure. I'm not going to lie, it's a pain, but, you know, actually, this this is this podcast is pretty easy because on the other podcasts I do, the Superman one, I put music in that one. So now I've appreciated how easy this podcast is to do because <laughs> uh, I just sort of have to listen to it and then, bang, it's done. I just have to edit out any, you know, clacking or... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I, I could have been talking about Carl, you know. Um, I just sip coffee really loud. You stopped doing that, uh, which kind of makes me sad because I can't make fun of you for it anymore. So, <coughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, us three crazy kids, we, we've got plenty more Iron Fist to talk about. Um, but in the meantime, uh, if you haven't yet, pick up your copies of Phantom Limb, give them a read. And uh, listen to this interview. So settle back, get a beverage or something, and uh, have a uh, enjoy this interview. 
Hi, it's Connor here, as you all hopefully know, and I'm here with Mr. Clay Chapman, author of Hello. Mind Fist, The Phantom Limb. Hey. So thanks I, for having me. Yeah, no, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, well, joining me. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. But yeah, um, I am definitely, I was definitely very curious to talk to you because out of all the stories of Iron Fist I've read, yours I definitely found one of the most interesting because it aligned with a lot of my interests in terms of the horror aspects and stuff, and it's not something I thought I would see Iron Fist dabbling in, so it was a really That's... pleasant surprise. That's great. I mean, so then maybe I, I should ask you with your kind of encyclopedic knowledge of, of Iron Fist, has he ever faced against a, uh, you know, has he ever kind of delved into to horror or is that just something that has always kind of steered, um, he's steered clear of? There's been horror elements. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's ever been like full on horror stories, but there's definitely been elements of horror in some of his stories. Um, I mean, even, I mean, just from, from what I've gathered, like, I mean, I, I, I feel like there, there've been oodles of, of terrifying uh, combatants that he's, he's fought against. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, and it was just a matter of like, how do you, how do you top that? And um, I, it, it just seemed <laughs> quite an impossible feat, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you have a guy he fought recently called the Rat of Twelve Plagues, and yes. Uh, so, are you familiar with him? Yes. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, horrifying, disgusting. I, I love him. He's it. gross. <laughs> He's really gross. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he, he was a great new villain. Forces him to use his healing powers, just pestilence essentially. So, um, yeah, actually, I do. I do have a question pertaining to the villain you used in Phantom Limb, but, uh, uh -huh. so I'm not grilling you. Don't worry. I just, uh, have you read <laughs> Iron Fist Living Weapon by Carrie Andrews? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. Um, and you're recommending it to me. Um, yes. Uh, also, but, uh, King Yama and Diu appear in that story. So, Get read, out. Yeah, no, when I read Phantom Limb and they both appeared, I'll, my brain was like, hang on. <laughs> really? That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, totally by accident. How um, how was he covered in that one? You have to tell me. It was it was different. Yeah. Uh, it was less gory. It was very sort of uh, done Sin City style. Everything was in black and white, so everything was super stylized. Uh -huh. uh, King Yama looked like a super buff Raiden from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, it, was, it was a really crazy story. Uh, I would, in fact, it's the only Iron Fist story that's crazier than yours. So. Really? Uh oh, you just drew a line in the sand on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... it's crazy in a different way. Um, yeah, like that's that's just one issue out of twelve when they appear. But uh, I would definitely recommend reading that. Uh, from what I've seen of your work and taste, I think you would enjoy it. Oh, that's great! Yeah, that's such a small world. That's amazing. Um, what? So, was he the chief baddie in that one, or uh, no. no? No, he he goes down there for one issue uh, to essentially, you know, fight his way through it for reasons and come to some self realizations. Uh, he's not really trapped there. He goes down there and 
starts beating everyone up. So, yeah. <laughs> as, as you do. With giant robot hand things. It's <laughs> so, a trip. Yeah, no, I was, um, yeah, that, that, that was like a major, that's the only thing that really confused me when I read your yeah. Phantom Limb run was like, cause the thing with Iron Fist is cause you have so many different writers, you try and piece it all together. Like, when does this take place? Yeah. Et cetera. And yeah. Is it in the canon or in the, the continuity? Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I, I, I think I need to kind of admit this and come clean up front and say that this was the first time I've ever written for Iron Fist. I, I didn't necessarily ever kind of imagine that I would write for mm. Iron Fist, but my relationship with Marvel, uh, which has been pretty amazing thus far, has, it's always been, uh, this notion of kind of like, what is it that if, if, if I'm fortunate enough to be invited to, to write for a particular character, whether that's Iron Fist or Typhoid Mary or, or Carnage or Venom, um, Spider-Man, like, you know, it, what is it that the editor who's kind of making the invitation is kind of wanting mm. of my personal sensibilities to, to bring to the table and it, it tends to be something a little more grotesque, a little more horrifying, you know, kind of leaning into to the the, the genre elements, and uh, uh, it's it's always a kind of exciting challenge because not only do I have to kind of take the time to kind of learn about the character, but also think in terms of like what the horror genre brings specifically out of that character, like what yeah. what is it, um, and and so uh, you know. I don't know if it's leaping ahead here, but I, I really kind of thought to my, when I, when considering Iron Fist, like I, I wanted to kind of focus specifically on, um, the, the, the kind of his, his hands. And I, mm-hmm. I, I took it rather literally up front. Um, but you know, right out of the gates, one of the first things that came to my mind was, uh, evil dead Two, which, you know, kind of shows where my mind goes uh, in these kind of scenarios. But uh, um, I don't know if you've seen Evil Dead 2, but uh, there's that scene, the phenomenal scene with him combating against his own hand. His hand is now possessed. And uh, it it seems so kind of uh, such a trivial notion up front, but like, you know, there's such a kind of nobility to Iron Fist and Danny when it, when it comes to his powers that I, I, I really wanted to kind of explore and kind of ask the question of like, what, who is Danny without his fists and what, what is it that, you know, where does that power lie? Where does his chi kind of manifest itself? And, uh, maybe it was a little cheeky, but, you know, kind of thinking, kind of paralleling it to, uh, <laughs> Ash from, from Evil Dead. Yeah. And 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 uh, kind of spinning this particular yarn out from that notion of like, if if someone were to kind of take his iron fists and use them against him, like what would that what would that be like? And that's that's kind of the the basic kind of initial premise uh, for yeah. Phantom Limb. So that actually it ties in to a question I have from one of my co-hosts, Rebecca. Oh yeah. I'll just jump to that now since it's kind of related. Uh, so speaking of Danny's hand, uh, I'll, I'll ask this question first. Were you planning to get rid of it permanently or was, or did you always plan to have it grown back? 
Um, I assume that it would grow back. Um, I, I can't imagine they would let me get away with it being gone for good forever. Um, but I mean, I, to me, it was just this idea of like, you know, putting him through hell and back. And I, I, I don't know. Danny to me seems like someone who can kind of take it. Like he's, you know, that he, you can kind of put him through, uh, the grinder, but he, he more than most heroes tends to kind of come out, uh, a bit more educated or a bit more kind of learned. And I just, I just kind of appreciate that about him, but you, (laughs) maybe it's more my sadism that's coming off here, but I, it struck me that like you, like, if if you want him to kind of come out the other end, you really have to put him through the ringer more than most, more than, yeah. than say Peter Parker or Spider-Man. Like it, it's, there's something so specific in particular about Danny where he, he has to, he almost has to be punished more. And that's, <laughs> it's a very strange thing to admit and say, but like, I, I don't know if that, if it's a martyr complex, but like, I, I do feel as if he, he has this kind of innate quality of like needing to kind of take on the sins of, of, of himself or of others and, and kind of process them and put them through. Is that a Christ complex? I don't know, but like it, it, it felt like there's something so particular about him where he, he, you, you had to make him suffer. You had to put him through the ordeal. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and that, you know, at the end of the day, I, I did see that that hand coming back uh, how, somehow, um, whether that was through kind of manifesting it physically, tangibly, or <laughs> yeah. sewing it back on, but uh, that there would be a way. Yeah. Um, no, you're you're right about because if you look at Iron Fist's origins, it's pretty hardcore. You know, he saw his yeah. dad pushed off a cliff, his mother got devoured by wolves, and then he, when he's 10 years old, he's uh, stuck in a city full of these crazy warrior monks, and he has to fight to the top of the food chain and then fight a dragon with his bare hands. So I think, yeah, he needs to be put through the ringer if you want to test him. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's something oddly innate about the character where, like, he has to, he has to suffer. Um, and, uh, you know, it is... I, I don't know, you know, all, all, all of the greats kind of have that, that kind of, uh, uh, innate, uh, endurance within them. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I, I feel like it's something slightly kind of exceptional to, to Danny. Hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You know, his whole, his whole power set is all about training, uh, physical stuff, you know, mental discipline and stuff. So it makes sense. Mm hmm. Uh, and this kind of led into the question Rebecca asked, did Marvel editorial make you change anything when you submitted the script? Surprisingly not. Um, this was, this was a strange one because, uh, um, as it, as it was kind of laid out to me up front, that, uh, it was a kind of a partnership with Marvel and Comixology, Um, they were going to be digital firsts, um, so that they would end up, uh, online at comiXology before, before they made their way into print. Um, and they did this, I think in tandem to the Netflix series. So there was a Jessica Jones one, there was a Luke Cage one, I think 
maybe that no there was another one there was maybe one more that i'm kind of uh not remembering uh, at the moment the dragon yes that's it um and uh you know it was i i don't know who had ultimately what say but uh it was uh editorial at marvel was was pretty uh, I don't want to say hands off, no pun intended, but it was it was um it was definitely like they they were pretty open minded to <laughs> whatever whatever I threw my threw their way, um, which is crazy. Like I I don't know how they let me get away with what we got away with, and uh, hmm. some you know I take that back. I now that I'm remembering it, there were some images of some of the tortures going on down below in hell. Uh, that were a little bit too, too, too much. <laughs> um, might have been like a naked body here and there, but uh, it, it was uh, the more kind of uh, graphic uh, tortures that were happening in the yeah. underworld. They had to be uh, <laughs> conveniently covered. Okay. But beyond that, I'll blame Guillermo on that one. Uh, yeah. It's one thing for, for me to write it, but he drew it, and he he was... He went to town, and I love it. I can't, you know, there was definitely a moments of, like, looking at his work and just being like, oh, my God, I can't mm. believe that this that they're letting us get away with it. And yet they did. Yeah. Um, I'll actually, I'll come back to Guillermo a, a few times because there's a few moments where I'm in, in the book where I wondered if that was more you or him. Uh, so I guess I'll go through that when I get up to it because the interview is kind of back to front now since we're on the topic of some of our listener questions uh so i'll go through omar's because we're sort of talking about it now so his first question was how did you get the assignment for working on an iron fist story um i i lay all the blame at my editor's feet uh devin lewis uh who i love because he's given me more opportunities to write for uh, write these crazy stories for, for for characters who I never imagined I'd write for. Um, Devin just reached out of the blue. He he had this kind of opportunity presented to him uh, from you know Marvel Central, and he was. I think it was one of those things where you know it, again, like it, it does kind of boil down to like oh, like if if there's going to be a certain I don't know if it was him being like, oh, this needs to be a horror comic or not. Mm. But um, I do think that, like, if you come to me, the one thing I can say about myself is that it'll be uh, dark. It's just going to be dark. Um, But Devin, it was all Devin. He, you know, I always say, like, I'm always excited to kind of take the challenge and and go for broke. And he, he, he picked up the phone and I took the call. Cool. Yeah. Um, and his, his second question was, what do you think of the digital first platform? Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I, I will kind of testament, testify to being a more, you know, tactile, tangible reader myself. Um, like I just love to have the comic in my hand. I, I, I want to mm. hold it. I want to keep it. Um, I love the kind of flipping from one page to the next. So it was, it was, it's odd to me to read um, on on my 
Kindle or my my iPad or you know on the phone. Um, it's just not the way that my my brain kind of processes information. Um, so maybe I'm just feeling old school, kind of like a dinosaur. Um, but I do I do feel like it was. Uh, you know, interesting for comicsology to say like, Hey, let's, let's partner up. Let's do this. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, however people want to read, it is, you know, far be it from me to say how they need to read it. Mm-hmm. Like I am all for people reading on their, their iPads or on their phones or computers. If that's the way that they come to this, this material, um, doesn't matter to me uh what the vehicle is as long as the story gets from a to b gets from my hand to to your brain like i am all for it um and you know it was exciting to know that the that eventually later down the road um the comic would end up on in some sort of kind of print uh format so it was you know usually these days, I guess they do both at the same time, but this was just kind of putting putting one before the other just by a staggered step. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately it's the same. Cool. Um, I guess this one's from me a bit as well. Do you see comics going completely digital in the future? Do I see it? I, I hope not. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, as I'm talking to you i'm like in my room surrounded by books and comic books and i i just you know maybe you know it's it's uh, we're living in strange times my friend yeah. where you know paper as paper gets kind of uh, maybe a little bit more limited in its its resource i uh, i i wouldn't put it past us in the future uh but i i would feel a bit bummed i hope we still have print yeah i'm sure we'll still have the fancy you know, omnibuses and stuff. Yeah. 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 So going back to the start, uh, so just uh, tell us about your experience with Iron Fists. Was, what was like your first exposure to him, I guess? Do you have any favorite stories or? Um, well, it's funny that you, you mentioned um, the, the plagues character. Like I love, you know, when when Devin kind of suggested that this would be uh, an opportunity, I was like, "Give me, give me anything that feels uh, that I should read." And you know, they they kind of send comics my way, and um, I I got to read uh, a few up front, and it was it was a lot of fun. I, I you know, like to me, I I just wanted to kind of get educated. I I did want to steer clear of the Netflix series just for mm-hmm. a little bit, um, just because I had watched – God, I guess I want to get my timing right on this. But the first season had come out, uh, and the second season was en route, if not kind of coming out right around the same time. And uh, you know, I, I wanted to – I didn't want the TV series to kind of influence the story too much. Um, so it was, it was a, just a matter of kind of threading the needle. Um, but again, it was, it was almost kind of feeling like we were, we were left alone to kind of write and tell the story that we wanted to, Guillermo and I wanted to tell. Um, and you know, I, I hardly, I can hardly imagine, uh, Netflix or, or I guess Disney plus now, uh, 
wanting to adapt <laughs> Phantom Limb into a TV series or movie or anything like that. But, uh, oh, I mean, I guess never say never. But uh, it did feel like we were we were kind of playing in a, a sandbox all to ourselves mm. um, with these these toys that had been left behind by the the previous uh, group of kids who had played with them. And we just kind of tore them to pieces. So, uh, so, uh, sorry, they gave you a bunch of Iron Fist comics? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm actually trying to look and see if I can find which ones they, they sent well, my way. Well, they were all digital. Oh, right. Um, yep, yep. You know how it is. Um, I, they, what were they? I'm not going to be able to find them as we talk. Um, I'm going to, uh, that's okay. Um, but, uh, it was, it was kind of like, you know, Devin would be like, here, here, read these comics and, you know, pitch some ideas, uh, you know, after you've read these. And, um, so I read a few, got to, got back to Devin and said, has anyone ever taken Iron Fist's hands off? And Mm -hmm. Devin was like, I don't think anybody has. And I was like, can I do that? And he said, hold on one second, let me ask. And then he got back to me and he was like, yeah, go ahead. And that was kind of the, that was the initial volley of conversation between us. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's pretty weird. Uh, um, as you said, it's weird that Marvel would just like, yeah, publish this complete horror story that doesn't <laughs> really tie to the Netflix show or anything, but it's cool. Uh, I like, yeah, I like new yeah. Things. I'm, I'm curious, uh, having, uh, you know, did, have you read any of the other kind of digital firsts that came out? The Jessica Jones or the Luke Cage or the, I, I, I wonder, I can't imagine any of them kind of tying directly to, or even paralleling to the TV series. Um, I know we go way, way off the beaten path, but I'm just curious if like any of them kind of adhered to the Netflix path. Honestly, I can't answer that because I haven't read any of them, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because uh, I guess a lot of comic books do try to be like the live action versions now. Yeah. So. It just seemed like such a fun. I mean, you know, I don't want to make too fine of a point on it, but like, you know, having having a character like Iron Fist, it just seemed like such a ripe opportunity to like get really really messy and dirty like i i love the fights with him where you you could just see him you know like like just the kind of the i don't want to talk specifically about the brutality of his fights Mm. but like there's something to be said about like uh there's something so raw about like hand-to-hand combat um and it, it just seemed you know it didn't i didn't want it to be clean i didn't want it to be like I, I wanted there to be a lack of precision to it. Like even if there's an art to the the kind of the the fight moves themselves, like it, it it seems as if you know the most kind of profound battles are those where things get a little messy, that they're a little yeah. pulpy and and palpable and 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 wet, and and those those battles to me seem more. Uh, effective or or they resonate a little bit more mm. than say when it's uh uh you know uh 
a fight move that that's so kind of clean and precise that like you you can see you almost hear the wind kind of like whoosh whoosh by and then he yeah. clocked you know and then it's done you know um i don't know like i it's nice when the costume gets a little torn and the, the you see the scrape and the kind of bruise um but but also the kind of uh, i don't know i just wanted it to get pulpy yeah um, i mean a bruised all the, orange all the all the best you know, martial arts fight scenes and comic book fights, they all get really torn and bloody. And yeah. The Iron Fist costume used to get wrecked on an issue-by-issue basis. Because <laughs> so, he was always getting into these big scraps. Yeah. Oh, man, the dry cleaning alone. Tell me somebody has done an issue where it's just Iron Fist kind of, like, talking about sewing his own costume or kind of, like, having to, like, go back and, uh, you know, put together a, a whole, like, closet full of these these costumes or uniforms they haven't done it with iron fist and there is a interesting reason behind that if you want to hear it <laughs> yeah yeah please uh symbiotes so there you go um and i'm not joking actually john byrne wanted to make iron fist suit a symbiote and this is before symbiotes existed mm-hmm. and uh I think John Byrne's quite cranky about the fact that he's not credited for the <laughs> symbiote suit creation. But yeah, uh-huh. originally Iron Fist's costume was supposed to sort of be a living thing that repairs itself because he didn't like the idea <laughs> of this martial arts master just sewing his uniform back after every yeah. single fight. Um, but That's amazing. Uh, it's not a symbiote, and as it stands, there's no real explanation. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, he's he's now... I, I, I saw that he's the he's kind of a part of the absolute carnage uh, storyline. Like, is he? I, there, I'm. I'd be curious if there's any uh, dovetailing into that there. Uh, well, he wasn't in the first issue of the one he was on the cover for. Okay. So I'm not sure yet. I don't know if he's popped up yet, actually, because I really. Huh. Yeah, it's I, Lethal I know Protectors, pop- right? If that's the yeah, is that the name? Yeah. I know he's popping up at some point. I think there was a preview and he was in it, but yeah, I doubt they'll go that way, but I would love if they did do a nod or something to that. We can dream. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we've kind of talked about this. Uh, You mentioned you were worried about fan reactions to your story. Why is that? I mean, I... (sighs) I feel as if, you know, a lot of characters are held in very, very high regard. And I feel like when you kind of drag, uh, you know, a character into an arena that may be a little bit outside of their kind of chosen realm, it could be considered profane, you know, essentially, particularly if it's with a a writer or an artist that, that this may not be their wheelhouse. And I, you know, I do, I, you know, I want to see what I can bring to the character uh, rather than drag the character down into the gutter with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you, you know, you always hope for that, that kind of magical alchemy where it's, it's, it's like the, the combination of the character and the, the creators or the writers, you know, can, can make something more than, than both of themselves or, you know, independently of one another. Um, and it somehow elevates the, the story. But I do feel like I was aware that um, Iron Fist fans are very, uh, 
you know, they 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 crazy. they hold him in high regard. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say crazy. I'm not gonna say crazy. I'll but say they, crazy. They, um. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's uh, I maybe it's coming from the reaction of the the Netflix series, which mm. maybe didn't necessarily do the best job of of um kind of putting Danny and, and Iron Fist out there. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm always a bit sheepish because I don't want to, uh, come off as, as, uh, disrespectful to these characters, but I do want to kind of drag them, drag these characters out of that kind of realm of comfortability, do a little something different. Um, I, I always have this kind of, and this, this goes for every kind of Marvel, storyline that I've had an opportunity to write in where like, I always feel like an outsider looking into these characters. So I, you know, and I hope that's a strong suit that, that, that's, that, that brings something different or fresh to the table. Um, and you know, with Iron Fist, we, we went really out there and, uh, you know, I feel really excited and really happy with what we were able to do with this, this story. Um, but I can understand and appreciate how that might not be for, for every Iron Fist fan. Uh, and to them, I apologize. Um, but I do think it was, uh, we were, we were a little bit off the beaten path with Danny. Yeah. Uh, I find comic fans don't like, uh, out of comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You have, and it's hard. I mean, yeah. It's, I get it. I get it. Um, but, uh, you know, not, not that we needed to, you know, do something new strictly for, for novelty's sake, but mm. we just wanted to do something that felt, uh, you know, I, I keep wanting to say fresh, but it was just like, it was just like trying to pose a new problem for, for Danny. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how new it, it, it is ultimately. I mean, I'm sure he's kind of, I mean, he's always kind of posed with this question of like, you know, um, the kind of larger S of, of, of what it is to have these powers and, you know, the kind of responsibility of this, this, of having taken this chi. Um, I, I, I wanted to be respectful of that, but I wanted to like, you know, give him a fresh test, a new, put it, put it to, you know, put the pedal to the metal, I guess. Yeah. Um, I hope you like compliments because uh, I was a, I was a big fan of this arc. Um, so yeah, yeah no, that's I, great. I, Thank you for talking to me afterwards. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it, I felt like it didn't stray from Iron Fist too much. Like it wasn't like mm-hmm. Iron Fist was just dropped into this different thing because all the demons and the horror that was tied to Chinese mythology and mm-hmm. stuff that had been encountered before as well yeah so um but i from what i see the negative any negative reception i haven't seen any strong negative reception but people just like aren't horror fans yeah 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 i think the worst of it and and i feel like we're very fortunate because of this but like there's that moment of like eh, it's not for me horror is not my thing yeah you know i and i totally get it like it's it's just it's not going to be for everybody um but uh as soon as you know, as soon as the lights go down, the you know the screen is filled with uh you know spooky demons. You know, you know you'll know it's either for you or it's not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think most people would have been clued in in the first installment. It feels like <laughs> <or> not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We draw the line in the sand pretty pretty quickly. So, uh, 
let's see here. Now, this is, I guess this is a big one. Uh, what literature slash comics slash movies were your big influences for Phantom Limb? I did read uh, at the end of the collection that Evil Dead 2 and Never Ending <laughs> Story were big influences. What were some other ones? Um, let's see. Other than that, I mean, I did, I, I, you know, I, I really wanted to kind of read up on, on Chinese mythology, looking at the underworld and their kind of, you know, for me, it was, it was really those two, uh, the films that you mentioned, uh, never ending story and, and evil dead Two. But I, I wanted, you know, I, I, I wanted to kind of, do the kind of Joseph Campbell kind of hero's journey of, of, you know, talking about these archetypes and, and putting them through the kind of the, the, the motions of uh, a trip. And I mean, even, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too Lord of the Rings here, but like, <laughs> I think that the friendship between Luke and Danny is, is always an interesting one. And uh, yeah. how, how you kind of, can put their friendship to the test. Um, I don't know. It's, it's always amazing to, to think in terms of the kind of the archetypes, uh, and how you can kind of ground, like subsequently ground them, like think in terms of the big, but then root it into something more emotional, more intimate, more personal. So, um, and I think that's what Marvel characters all across the board really offers this idea of something that is larger than life, but grounded in a emotional reality. Yeah. That was actually a, a surprise moment for me. Uh, Luke Cage mm-hmm. showing up because usually Luke Cage showing up wouldn't be surprising in an Iron Fist story, but the fact that it was such a crazy horror ride and then yeah. it was weird to see Luke Cage, all these demons. It was good. Weird, but um, yeah, it's a good moment when he turns up. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, had to be done. Um, I mean, the the lesson that I've learned with Marvel is that there's such a a stable of characters to play with, and uh, where you know, regardless of who the story belongs to or whose name is on the, the the front cover, like you know, they they they're all there's always the kind of encouragement to kind of like uh explore other characters and, and see how they can kind of come into the story as well. Yeah. Was there anyone else you were thinking of bringing in or was it always just going to be Luke? I think it was always going to be Luke. I just like the idea of the, you know, the, the two buddies, you know, yeah. the, the heroes for hire, like, but, but, but kind of doing the, the reverse of that, which I know has been done before of them kind of having their, their, their tussles and, you know, yeah. their, their, their yeah. moments. But I, I really, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is new territory, but it was like, oh, can we crank that up to 11? Like, how, how brutal can their their tussles get? Yeah, I, I haven't seen Luke possessed like that before. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he looks pretty gnarly. Yeah, he does. And it, it's a perfect vessel as well. You know, it's pretty yeah. much indestructible. So, um, yeah, I uh, this is stuff I sort of think I saw in there. As influences, mm-hmm. Just tell me if I'm right or not. So, about the omen. Oh come on, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the Exorcist. I mean, yeah, in in a less overt way. I mean, I think if you if you're dealing with possessions, like, it's, yeah, I just I know, saw a line in the comic 
that I thought was like straight from the movie. I was just wondering if that was deliberate. Oh, what's the line? Uh, when Iron Fist is like, damn it, take me. Come, take me, take me, come yeah. to me. <laughs> totally. I expected totally. him to jump out of a window after that. <laughs> yeah. This is something I only do for comics, and uh, sometimes I even forget I do it. But I, there have to be like little genre Easter mm. eggs um, because uh, I just think it's fun. You know, I yeah. always play. Oh, I, I I shamelessly lean into my influences uh, <laughs> because uh, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and was, uh, oh, the thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, the cool. thing is, there's just no way. So John Carpenter, like he has to. I bow down to that altar. As soon as I saw that first transformation, I immediately thought of the thing. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a kind of happy accident where, like, Guillermo uh, really leaned into it. Like, okay. I, yeah, his his work, just, like, it's it's perfect for, for that type of homage. homage. I was wondering, um, like, there's a lot of... Uh, there's, like, in terms of visual designs, because the visual designs are very distinct... Mm-hmm. in this was that more you or guamo i think ultimately i'll give him the most credit i think in the in the writing of it i was i spoke specifically more to kind of like segmentation like this idea of multiple knuckles or bones okay. kind of contorting you know like i it i i wanted to kind of lay down the general gist of it without kind of overstepping um, like fingers would bend backwards or there would be an extra knuckle or this bone would go that way or go this way. But uh, ultimately it was kind of providing uh, <laughs> a, a, a kind of uh, not even a foundation, but just a schematic for him to, to yeah. really kind of put meat on the bones because looking at his earlier work with like bullseye and, you know, I just, I didn't want to get in the way. Like whatever was in his head, I thought was going to be far superior to whatever I could suggest. Yeah, and I think that's the one of the the better collaborations where, like, I I think I I prefer to kind of pull back in terms of what what I say needs to go on the page versus letting the the artist when when that kind of when you know you're working with an artist who really kind of has that kind of exceptional kind of mastery of just, uh, you know, <laughs> mutation or, or just kind of, you know, I just wanted him to do what he do- does, does so well. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I figured it must be like some sort of collaboration since you're both pretty into horror, but those designs got super crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the hand. Have you ever heard of that movie? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, was that? There's so many. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's the Oliver Stone. Yeah, that one. Uh, Michael Caine one. Uh, Beast with Five Fingers. I mean, like, there's like I, you know, I don't want to go crass and say like uh, what the thing from Adam's Family, but I do, I do think that like a having a severed hand kind of running rampant and like you know it's i i boned up on my um killer hand movies before before diving in (laughs) 
any excuse I get to watch these movies over and over again, I'll take it. <laughs> totally. Um, so I'm just I'm just combing because I remember when we were initially covering this, mm-hmm. we like had lists of movies that we thought were like, referenced. <laughs> like yeah. uh, one of my other co-hosts were like big horror fans, so yeah. Um, okay, uh, what's this? I don't even know what this is. The Hidden. The Hidden. Whoa, that's amazing. Yeah, sci-fi cops and robbers, but the robbers are <laughs> aliens okay. that crawl out of your mouth. Was that? Oh, I love that movie. Uh, Gosh, is, I don't even know if that I could kind of chalk that up to an influence, but I I love it. Okay, I cool. totally love it. Yeah, cause that, that wasn't me who spotted that. Um, yeah. There's like a oh when it like barfs out the oh yeah oh my god that's an amazing movie <laughs> like a subconscious influence maybe yeah we're stealing all the time <laughs> yeah um well not stealing homage there's, there's a line between stealing homage. and homage you know this is yes. clearly homage because the plot didn't rely on you know on alien. barfing alien yeah. bugs <laughs> yeah so I I have some questions about the story itself. Okay. If you, if you remember, because um, I just I reread this yesterday. Uh, obviously, this has been like nearly a year since I've read it. So um, I just want to say first off, I love when Danny's hand was using kung fu techniques on himself. Mm-hmm. That was really yeah. fun. Uh, now I'm guessing. So is there a reason he used his white suit instead of his current outfit, or what was is that just kind of what you associated? I. I can't lay claim to of making that decision. That really? might have been an editorial one. Wow. Yes. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. I uh, I am going to uh, plead the fifth, maybe. Be- <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to actually say I'm I'm completely naive about it. Okay. But uh, it was. I don't think I made the distinction in the script, but I do think that at a certain point it was said, uh, it, from, from up high, he has to be, let's put him in this suit. Okay. Maybe they wanted it set in the past. Probably. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause that, that was like one of the big things that we were scratching our heads over. Like, Hmm, what does this mean? And you don't even have the yeah. answers. <laughs> um, okay. So. And I don't know if you remember the ending. It ended with a shot of Danny staring into the bathroom mirror. Yes. And then there was the mirror in hell. Uh, so what did that mean? <laughs> I, don't, I think I'm too dumb to get that. Um, well, we're if we're talking about uh, influences, there's this other great movie by John Carpenter called Prince of Darkness. Oh, I've seen um, that. Yeah, and there's always this this kind of focus on mirrors and like the 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 kind of portal to the uh, you know the underworld slash hell being uh through mirrors and you know always on what's what you know as we look you know as we stare into the abyss what's staring back and for me i wanted to kind of the 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 kind of lasting image to be this this notion of you know as danny kind of uh, picks himself up and dusts himself off and tries to kind of like get, just get back onto his feet again and, you know, recoup. I, I always wanted this notion of like him being aware of the darkness that is within okay. him. Um, so, and now that he's kind of overtly tapped into it, that it is 
something that he's probably even more aware of. Um, and does that go away? Is it always there? How close to the surface, you know, is it for him? Is it just beneath the skin? Is it a little bit closer? Um, and the mirror, you know, the kind of reverse image of that is that like, you know, I, I just wanted to see him kind of posing the question, uh, for himself of like, you know, you know, it's always, you know, it's something that he was so, you know, it was there and he was dealing with it and then he kind of squelched it or kind of suppressed it. But like, it, it, it's never going to go away. And it's always there looking back at him, staring back at him okay. in the mirror. That's another reference. Oh my God. I'm totally remembering this now. <laughs> um, uh, this, this year, I'm going to lose all street cred by saying this, but, uh, uh, Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Um, I was so obsessed with those lyrics as I was writing this. It was a, I'm oh, really? looking at the man in the mirror. I'm, what is it? I'm asking him to make a change. You know, like, just all these, like, all these kind of bizarre pop culture, cultural yeah. references that hopefully no one will ever re- realize, uh, because there's, there's just a, there's too many and it's, it's such a stew. But, uh, I, I think that like this idea of like if we look at ourselves like what is staring back and what if that thing is staring back is a little bit darker than we at first kind of realize. Okay, so uh, that uh, I'm actually curious. Do you so did you write this like do you write in general while listening to music and does that shape what you write? Occasionally, I I didn't for this. Um, I believe me, I wasn't listening to Michael Jackson "Man in the Mirror" like over and over again uh, while while writing this. That would, I think, that would make for an entirely <laughs> different experience. Um, but uh, you know, I I do it less now than I used to, to be honest. Um, just because uh, you know, I I have certain go tos. I've had certain go tos to listen to. But, uh, you know, it has to be music that has no lyrics, uh, something okay. that, that kind of, kind of like puts me in a somnambulistic trance state of not even being kind of aware of the music, but, but it, it could, has a propulsive kind of rhythm or beat that, that, that paves the way for, uh, maybe tapping into the zone a little bit quicker. Okay. Would you? Yeah. So would you recommend people listen to Man in the Mirror while reading this story? Not at <laughs> all. Never, ever, ever. Actually, actually, erase that from your brains, people. Like I, I, I uh, that is as close to Michael Jackson as I'm ever going to get. Um, I'm asking the listeners if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Wow. So, <laughs> um, this wasn't on my original. Question, but this this is a topic that interests me in terms of music. Do you, do you recommend listening to music with any of your works or anything? Or ooh, wow, that's an interesting question. I've never I've never thought about that. Um, I mean, I you know, it's funny. Like, I listen to there's certain people that I listen to when I write. Uh, Meredith Monk. Um, uh, the, I think it's Hans Zimmer's. Uh, is it Hans Zimmer? Who wrote the soundtrack to Thin Red Line? Now I have oh, to look it up. Zimmer. It was. Yeah, it's a great um, soundtrack. It's such an amazing soundtrack. I, I, that is something that I can write to all the time. Mm. Um, but, uh, 
but reading, I don't know. I don't know if I want to kind of step in the way. Yeah. Um, you know, like everybody kind of has a very kind of personal uh, routine when it comes to reading that I don't want to overstep. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so th- this is probably the biggest question for me oh, in terms okay. of like the story. So at the end, the palm reader reads Danny's palm. Mm-hmm. And then she gets all scared, and she's like, oh, get out, pretty much. What did you yeah. see? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that kind of goes back to the, the mirror. Oh, really? The, the, the last page. I mean, maybe there's just something there that's a little bit dark. Um, maybe the dark chi is not gone. Maybe there's still just a lingering bit or more. Okay. Um, we're just op- I'm just opening myself up to a potential sequel. Um, oh. No, no, I'm Aww. joking. They would never <laughs> let us come back. Are you kidding? We're done. One and done. Wow. Well, it's <laughs> honesty, at least. <laughs> well, I I would not. Uh, we haven't been invited. I'll say that okay. much. But if the if the inv- if the if the offer was ever there, like I wouldn't mind getting my hands dirty with with Iron Fist again. I mean, there's no. If the fans this. would have me back. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. You know, we. I mean. Even if, like, uh, we just want Iron Fist. <laughs> we yeah. don't have any Iron Fist titles. I would definitely have you back. Um, <laughs> is, yeah, there's just no Iron Fist titles at all. So, um, And yet there's such a devoted, like, it's a, there's a fan base. Like, he's got, he's got his, his advocates. Yeah, uh, he, he does. Not, I mean, but there's, like, there's, I mean, he's obviously a B-lister, I think he's, like, towards the lower end of B-listers, because, like, you know, Moon Knight and stuff, they're a lot bigger than Iron Fist, and they're also B-listers, you know, so... But we'll wait. We've been through a lot. (laughs) (laughs) um, Now, uh, speaking of, like, Danny's shadow image and stuff, uh, Mm -hmm. like, his darker self, like, what is Danny's darker self? Is that, like, rage and pride? Is that what you were... Oh, wow. Um, I, I would say, I mean, in the comic, it, it's, you know, it's, it's inferred that it's kind of hubris or, or vanity. Um, it's, you know, but, but I think these are things that Danny has kind of spent his life, uh, coming to grips with and, you know, and I, I, I like that idea of trying to strip him away of these things, you know, something that he himself has kind of, you know, strived to achieve. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, if, if there were someone else kind of poking a finger at that raw nerve, um, you know, what, what would be the reaction to it? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, this is more of a comment than a question, I guess, but I love how mm. uh, Danny was insulted a lot in the comic for being a thief. Yeah. And stuff, but, uh, you know, you look at Danny's history and he took it all through strength. Yeah. And I think that played a bit into said hubris as well. And I don't yeah. know, I just, I really liked that um, aspect of the story. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, I, I feel like it's not a matter of, of I, I wanted to pose the question. I don't know if I answer it but and it's it's just something that he's always it's kind of like his moral crux like he will always be kind of faced with this this kind of question 
And I, I just appreciated that, that like, yeah. it's, you know, it's not something that'll ever go away for him. And he, he has to confront it and face it and own up to it and, and, you know, uh, process it and kind of come out the other end. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we did kind of talk about this, but do you think there's, so you've already answered that you would work on Iron Fist <laughs> again. Um, and you've kind of already answered, like, is, I guess if there's any chance, can you see it happening? Them asking you back or, I mean, cause you're doing stuff now. It, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's great to be, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing the, the new carnage, uh, scream curse of carnage series. And, uh, you know, it, there hasn't been a discussion of it yet. And I think if the comic had done like gangbusters on comiXology, yeah. we, it would be a whole different conversation, but I think it was, you know, it, there, there, you know, I'm not waiting for the phone call, but if okay. it came my way, I would take it. And what would you do next time? Would you, you know, do you have any <laughs> ideas? Would you like make a sequel to this? Would you do something different? Would it still be horror? I don't know. I don't know. If it was me, it would have to be horror on some <laughs> some level. Um, but I don't know what that would necessarily be, okay. at least off the top of my head. Yeah. I've already taken away his hands, so I couldn't do that again. Take away his legs? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Right. Um, <laughs> so just move on to the rest of the questions from our listeners. Uh Actually, I have a quick one. Have you exposed yourself to any reception to Phantom Limb? Did you read like comments and stuff or reviews, or have you just sort I, of stayed away? I am. I can't. I am. Yeah. I. I am a no. I. I read it all. Like I'm weak. Like oh, I, okay. I. Like I. Like I. I cannot. I know that like r- writers of and artists of stronger, sterner stuff just turn that that stuff off. But I. 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 If it's out there, I have to know for better or for worse, positive, negative, or otherwise. Like I, I want to expose myself to it. And, you know, at best, maybe there's something to be learned from it and that'll help kind of the next thing I work on. Okay. At worst, it's just like purely like, you know, just navel gazy kind of like curiosity of like, what are people saying about that stuff? So, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I feel like I do okay. Um, you know, there's some positive, there's some negative, there's some kind of meh in the middle. But, uh, for me, it's always like if you're, if you're eliciting a response, uh, better to go for the strong response, whether that's good or bad. Like I would, yeah. you know, I would rather be someone's favorite or absolute worst favorite, least favorite, you know. But it's it's when you're in the middle that it's always just like oh it's <laughs> it's the apathy that's the worst. Okay, so did you did you read anything that like upset you or are you happy with the response that it got or? Um, I, I, it's been a while since I've looked at uh the, the responses, but uh, I, you know I I think for the most part you were right. Like it's it was like if people didn't get into it, it was because it was more genre e than they were hoping for but uh um i mean you you can kind of gleam pretty quick in a review if it, there are people be like oh this is crap i hate it and you're just like well okay that's your opinion um but if it was i don't know if there was any response that like kind of cut a little too close to the bone for me okay. um 
at least not that not one that's coming to mind uh immediately yeah. but uh i i hope i didn't ruin iron fist for anybody no, that would be no. that would be a heartbreaker i think as you said like it's just the the negative response i've seen and i've seen positive too like it's yeah there's been no overwhelming negative response it's just it's not their thing like i haven't seen any strong negative opinions or anything so you know if you want that uh, look at the tv show reception <laughs> uh that was a nightmare for iron fist fans that uh, yeah not like i liked the first season of the tv show but the fan base was all up in arms against each other and stuff and it just wasn't fun uh, uh, you can't please everybody i no. guess <laughs> so um this this question's from carl uh my co-host the other horror fan and uh, he's wondering if you think Danny should dive deep into the mystic realm and leave other heroes to punch things. You know, could you see Danny covering for Stephen Strange if the Doc needed a holiday? I think it would be uh, a welcome, you know, kind of change. I, I think, yeah, yes, mix things up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, you know, I think we're at this point we're kind of well aware of what Danny can do. It'd be interesting to see what Danny could do. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love if they went more magic and mystical with Danny. Yeah. It's there in him. It's just, it's kind of like just all around the periphery. Yeah. And uh, so here was his other question. So did uh, the artist tell you he was, I don't know if you remember these, but did the artist tell you he was putting the hand on the bed sheet and the running girl meme, or did he just slide them in and see who noticed? What? Okay, Say so this again. The... <laughs> Okay, so basically he's asking, there's a bit in the first issue where Danny and his uh, one-night stand are lying in bed. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the bed sheets look like a hand. I'm totally going to, I have to look just to, it, if it is, it's totally him. Um, let me, let me, let me, let me see. Almost there, almost there. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was all him. Oh, really? Because that was really yeah. cool. I didn't notice that until it was pointed out to me. Um, that and, is all Guillermo. He's super sneaky, isn't he? <laughs> the, the, the other thing was the. I don't know if like, have you seen that picture of like the girl running with the ice cream, but the ice cream like starts spilling and she's freaking yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was put in issue two in a bit where they're on a carousel. Uh huh. And again, the question was: Was that you who wanted to put that in, or was that uh, Guillermo who? Snuck in there. He's he's sneaky. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to him. All right, fair enough. Yeah. He gets all the blame and all the credit. <laughs> and uh, last question, which is from Ray, uh, who runs the Moon Knight podcast, and I'll point out to my listeners that I also run a Superman podcast with Ray, and you should all go listen to it. He's so his questions are actually about your recent Carnage tie-in. Oh, cool. Uh, so with separation anxiety, how much free reign did you have to tell that tale on the symbiotes? Did Marvel have a premise set out, or did you pitch that story to them? Uh, we pitched the story to them. Um, again, they were pretty hands-off about it. Like there was a, a certain, not even so much an A to B. There was definitely a B. We knew we had to go get them to New York. Um, so it, wherever the piece ended, like that, it had to be them kind of like beginning to embark upon their, the symbiotes have to make their way to, 
uh, null uh, to to kind of like answer the siren's call of their their symbiote god. And um, <laughs> but um, but beyond that, um, it was really free terrain. They were like, oh, you know, whatever story you think you could fill within this this kind of I, the the. I think they posed it as a question of like, what have they been up to? Like, what are they doing? Uh, and, and they kind of gave me, gave me a map point where like the last time we had seen them, they were adhered to this dog. And, and that was the kind of, uh, that was the, 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 the kind of basic, very kind of like rudimentary, like, this is where we know they were. So now we get to say where they are. And uh, we just started with the dog. And again, in perfect John Carpenter thing-like fashion, uh, we had a, a that dog kind of like entering into the scene and starting us off. Cool. It's, it's really cool yeah. that you have so much free reign. Over yeah, a lot of right? Stuff. Like it's not, it's not what I – I guess with Carnage, it's a bit less surprising because of – I mean, just look at the dude. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, with the Iron Fist and stuff, it's really cool. Yeah. No, no, I – I, I feel like I've been very fortunate where like uh for better or for worse, they've they've let me tell the stories I've wanted to tell, um and and do it in a way that feels you know you know, I, I feel like, you know, specifically with, with Phantom Lamb and, you know, with absolute uh carnage separation anxiety, like they're like they're they're not personal stories, but they are stories that I, I told the way that I wanted to tell. Yeah. So you know, I live and die by them. Like they, they were what I wanted to do. Actually, there was someone you mentioned that some of the uh, circles of hell were a bit <laughs> censored. Uh, I, I know someone who was actually like kind of grossed out <laughs> by that mm-hmm. whole sequence. So I just wonder what it'd be yeah. like if they weren't censored. Uh, yeah, um, they were pretty gnarly. <laughs> they were. Uh, Event Horizon. <laughs> totally. Okay. I was oh yeah. Just thinking about that all. Um, so Ray's second question is, have you read much of the absolute carnage event? If so, what are your thoughts on it? Specifically it being a darker, more horror, horror tinged, uh, event. I mean, it's a pretty crazy summer. Like they've, they've really been going to town. Like I, I feel like the bar has been raised for, uh, these, these kind of, uh, massive comic wide, uh, character wide, events that marvel's doing and you know carnage is a pretty he's a pretty dark dude Mm. um so you know i don't know where they go from here like i can't i feel like it would be nice to have a kind of a nice kind of quiet return (laughs) not a return to form per se but just like you know when the dust settles uh and the blood dries like what who's going to be left um I don't know, like maybe it's like Spider-Man does his laundry or something. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess that's all the listener questions and stuff. So moving on, since we're on the topic of Carnage, why don't you tell us about uh, Scream, Curse of Carnage? Yeah, I can't say super duper much, but I, it's coming out uh, November 27th, right in time for Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, I, it, it's, it's going to be an ongoing series. Um, it is, uh, I can't say much more than that, but I do think it's going to be a lot of fun and it will be, it'll be pretty spooky. I think we're going to go, go horror. Wow. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you also have a book called the remaking coming out, which yes. uh, actually looks pretty interesting. 
Oh, I think it's very interesting. Um, comes out uh, October eighth uh, from Quirk Books, and it's basically, you know, kind of like a, a ghost story told four different ways that just yeah. constantly evolves over over time. Is the butler the ghost? Or? Uh, I'll never tell. Okay, um, but yeah, <laughs> keep an eye out for those guys. I'm, I'm more than a hundred percent certain that a lot of you are going to be picking up uh, Screen Curse of Carnage, regardless. But um, yeah, please do. Yeah. No. Um. Well, let's see. We have uh one hour and five minutes, so we're nearly perfect. Oh, nearly. Nice. Uh, but yeah, and is there anything else you wanted to talk about, or? No. Well, thanks for having me. And as long as I haven't alienated any uh, Iron Fist fans, I'm happy and relieved. No, of course. I, I, ho- I hope you go back to Iron Fist at some point because I'd love to see yeah. more, more Iron Fist magic, horror, whatever goodness. Uh, <laughs> Iron fingers crossed. I mean, you know, when you see Danny fighting demons with kung fu, it's pretty awesome. So you can't ask for more than that, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you very much for coming on and helping us celebrate our hundredth episode. Wow! Uh, Happy birthday! Yes, thank you. It's been a long road. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, maybe talk to you again one day. Um, yeah, please do. Yeah. Us. Uh, All right, man. It was great talking to you. Thank All you. Right, cheers. Thanks very much. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Okay, now we're back. And <laughs> thanks, Carl, for making that transition really seamless and easy to edit. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to thank uh, Mr. Clay and Cloud Chapman again for coming on. It was uh, really yes, awesome talking was, to you. That was fantastic. And he's, he's a, really a super good. nice guy. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, some really interesting stuff to say as well. I'm super stoked you came on and that you were so keen to talk about the Phantom Limb because, as listeners know, like, it's, you know, I don't know, we had a lot to say about it when it was coming out just because it was so different and cool and stuff. So it was really awesome to have some of those questions answered as well. Like, what did the um, Palm Reader see? Which was a big one I had for ages, and it was so awesome Mm -hmm. to finally... Like, how many times do you get to just talk to the author and get the answer to, like, a question like that? Um, and don't don't you think it's a little bit odd that you know the no one at Marvel said oh just to let you know we've kind of just used this demon they didn't throw him a heads up yeah yeah I um, think that's that's the only odd thing one one it's cool that they gave him such a free reign but I do find it's odd that none of like the bigwig editors that look over all this crap going you realize we just used this villain. I'm guessing that not, uh, not that it hurt anything. No, but the fact that he didn't even know, like you would figure they would have given him a heads up, and he would have been, "That's okay, cool. I'm just going to use him again." They'd be like, "That's fine. Just wanted to let you know." But nobody informed him. And due to the surreal nature of uh, King Yama and stuff, you can kind of hand wave it regardless. But um, yeah, it, it, you're right. It is weird because King Yama's like the main bad guy in this. But I mean, he, I, re- I reckon the guy. Uh, it was, you know, the editor just either didn't read Living Weapon or just didn't remember. Because King Yama was only in one issue in mm-hmm. Living Weapon. So it's just, like, for freaks like us um, to pick up on this stuff. But, you know. Yeah. I also have to wonder if at, like, the Marvel head, Marvel slash Disney headquarters, is there, like, a huge database for them to look up the characters to see, like immediate rundowns of who they faced 
what happened and blah, blah, blah. You know, like. Um, from what I understand, and this isn't just from, uh, Mr. Chapman, from what I understand, like, uh, the guy, the editor or whatever, he'll just give you a bunch of comics to read to give you a gist of the character. Um, like that, that's the, that's like, I read that in a Superman thing as well. Um, like he just got given a bunch of Superman comics to read before he wrote Superman. Um, like recent runs as well. I think they give you recent stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, I would expect that they've got a database to a point. I don't know if they'll have gone back through everything because there's a lot of digitization you'd have to do um, to get that in. But you'd, I'd like to think, I mean, as a librarian, <laughs> yeah. I would like to think that every time a comic comes out, somebody inputs what characters are in it at least. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, like, I don't think, I mean, you can just go on the Marvel wiki. That's pretty thorough for a lot of things. Like the yeah, various yeah. wikis and stuff. I think, I think stuff. Paul just meant, I wonder if there's actually an in-house one. Oh, uh, yeah. Like well, there's some sort of basic in-house one, but who knows. I, yeah. I forget what it was called, but it was, uh, it was called Marvel Universe. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Marvel Universe yeah, comics. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically the heroes from A to Z, and then they even did deceased issues. And Iron mm-hmm. Fist is in one, just to let you guys know. Because he was considered dead for years. <laughs> I have a pet. Well, I, have a, I have a pet version. Is in one of the Pet Avengers uh, hardcovers. It's all the and, pets uh, in Marvel. They they were for what they were, which was nothing but a short synopsis of the heroes. These things back in the eighties and nineties were super popular to the point where they kept reprinting new ones. Uh, and, Valiant does one every year. So. And uh, one of the versions was uh, three hole-punched cards mm-hmm. of the heroes. And on the front of the card, you had like front, front view, side view, and back view, almost like mugshot of the hero. And on the back was more of the little short synapses. But for the first time with those Marvel Universe cards, they actually said, like, major events they would list major events that happened you know just short four or five words in the comic and number it appeared in and they gave a whole list of like major events for the heroes so that was really cool and that was the first time Mm -hmm. they did that so i was thinking like they would just have something like that but you know like meets luke cage Mm, power man 48 becomes heroes for hire I would Power like Man that. and Iron Fist number 51 <laughs> or whatever when they officially become the team and this, that meets yeah. Colleen Wing, meets Misty, Misty Knight, uh, loses hand, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. Gets, gets sent to the seventh level of hell in Kunlun, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think they would have anything like that. Like, they should, yeah, I but I don't think so. I don't think um, so either, yeah. Maybe we should start it then. Ah, <laughs> uh, you go, you go, enjoy. Well, I mean, that you can get like. Oh, come on, Rebecca, this screams you. <laughs> I do not have the time or all the. You just the don't issues. want to do. You just don't want to do your work for what you think should be fun. <laughs> they did. Um... It won't be fun. It'd be work. It's it's a hell of a lot of work. <laughs> the, these got this guy. I can't remember his name, um, but I, I have the book here. But he did a. Uh, he did like these encyclopedias 
for Batman and Superman. So like one big book for each character up to 2010. And mm. you would read, it would give you like, so let's say, okay, you read the section on, it has every like character, nearly every character that's appeared in these comics, um, except for like ones that just aren't important and appeared in one issue. But anyway, and it has like the issue they appeared, their development up to that point, and uh, when, like, big, like if you read the Superman article, it'll give you, okay, issue number X is when he first used Heat Vision, for example. And I would love if they did those for more characters. Like, I would love mm-hmm. one for Iron Fist, because we need one for Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, like, I guess that kind of ties back, because it's like, I think they have done it, but not in company, if you know what I mean. Like, they've <clears throat> done it to sell, and they've only done it for these two characters, but I think it should be done for more characters. But I guess it's hard because these characters aren't going out of publication, so it's only going to be up to a point. Yeah. And then, like, 20 years from now, there's going to be a whole bunch of new info that won't be included. But uh, I think it'd be really cool if they, like, you know, hey, do one for Spider-Man or something, you know, see how it sells. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, they're really good, because the amount of times, like, if you pick up a new issue of something, you have to go on, like, the wiki page and look at their history and stuff to figure out if you're missing anything in this new series. I don't know. Anyway, this will this will go places, so. But, uh, yes, the interview. It was good. Awesome. Um, do you guys have any uh, thoughts? Any uh, other not thoughts? Not any immediate um, ones, just that it was really good. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, pretty much every nice person. Yeah, everything got answered. You, you pretty much asked him everything you possibly could ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was only three issues, so. Um, but yeah, no, awesome. Thanks, thanks again, uh, Mr. Chapman. I also got your book, the remaking, sitting in my room. It's a ghost story told from different points of view. So, uh, if you want a spooky book for October, make sure you go pick that up. Um, cause we're in October now. Spooky times, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. speaking of spooky, uh, yes, we are still covering Contagion. We're just not doing it this week. And we're probably going to be doing a few issues, like two or three issues, uh, in the next episode to catch up. But they're not super heavy reading, so we and should be we, fine. We were asked to cover yes. Iron involvement in the Maximum Carnage thing. And honestly, there really hasn't been much involvement so far, fortunately. Yeah, uh, Dom Part 2 requested that, and he's also requested we cover the arc and Ultimate Spider-Man dealing with the Marvel Knights taking on the Kingpin, which Iron Fist is heavily involved in, so we will cover that. Not sure when, but it will be covered at some point. And uh, probably probably after Contagion, I would say, guys. Does that sound about right to you? Because probably only, like, a couple issues. I think yeah, so, only- yeah. He's only in a few, and his appearance in the uh, half issue, or zero issue, I can't remember which one it is, if it's zero or a half, is worth mentioning, and that's about it. Yeah, I don't, yeah I've, I've not been keeping up with the Carnage event, so... Um. Yeah, uh, so we will cover that next before we jump in t- back into Power Man and Iron Fist. And we also have a request from Phil Perich from Capes and Lunatics, a fellow member of the Collective, uh, to cover uh, the run that Carl's talked about a few times, and he also got me all the issues of that. Thank you, Carl. Um, 
the Heroes for Hire 90s run as well, mm. which is which about... has been released in trade. Yes, it's in two trades right now. It's called Luke Cage and Iron Fist. With the, you know, it's called Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Heroes of Ohio, something like that. I'll put links in the show notes. Uh, so we got a request to cover that. Um, not sure when we're covering that, because that that's like a run. So no. <sighs> if um, you include the Quicksilver crossover and the Quicksilver Heroes for Hire annual, I think it's twenty-one issues total. Yeah. So that's that's something we're gonna work out uh, later. And we will work it out and we will cover it. We, we're we not going to wait until we cover every single Pear Man and Iron Fist before that because then no, you know, we won't no. do it for ages. But we do have to fit it in somehow. Um, but we, we will get on that. So, yeah. I wouldn't mind breaking out also into the Iron Fist. I don't want to say run, but he was the money. <laughs> Defenders run. Yeah. With with Red She Hulk and yes, I love uh, that right. Namor and yeah, like Matt Fraction basically talking okay. about cars. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. D- Danny's pretty comic relief in that run, but despite that, I love it. So you know it's good. I love it. It's a good run, <laughs> and it, it I really like how it answers certain questions about the Marvel universe as well, and I love. I like, think it also. I think it, I think it balances his humor with him actually also having a point. Yeah, and the the insane scale of it, I love it. It's great. Um, You know, I'll I'll never get tired of that part where Danny gets shot in the chest and he just pushes it back out with his chi. Like that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And 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 it impresses Namor. That's the best part. Yeah, he 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 actually just says impressive afterwards. So um, you know, (laughs) it's good. Yeah, uh, no, that will be great to cover at some point. And we don't really need to cover anything before it either. So yeah, it's totally standalone. Like the immortal weapons show up, but we can explain who they are. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, so that's like all the interview and stuff. Um, and as far as Iron Fist news goes, um, he is in this week. He is in con- Contagion issue two, right? Because three's out next week. Oh, three's already out. No, three's already out. Three's out. Okay, so he's in. Contagion 3, he is on the cover of the brand new Crazy, number one. The brand new is, Crazy? What's that? Yeah. Was the, oh, was he on the cover of it? I didn't see yes, that. He's, in the, he's in the pie that Obnoxious the Clown is holding. Oh, it was, uh, the Clown put me off looking at the cover, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's, but he is only in the co- on the cover, unfortunately. He's not oh, really? He hasn't got... Because uh, there, there was one of the stories, and it was quite fun. It's been all over Twitter, and I was thinking of buying it, and I had a look, and that's how I've seen the Clown, but I didn't look mm-hmm. that closely because it was just like, why are they such ugly covers? I can't deal with it. No, only in the pie. If he's in the issue, I missed it. As I searched. Oh, well, I'm sure you'd have spotted it. Yeah, oh, I see him in the pie. And as far as searching goes, he is actually again in the history of the Marvel Universe. In the panel of Captain Marvel's death, where he's in his hospital bed surrounded by heroes, he is in the lower left-hand corner. And surprisingly, not next to Luke Cage. Please tell me that Daredevil's in that and he's facing the wrong way. <laughs> I don't he know about that one. He is in that in the um, Little Marvel. 
Daredevil's t- facing the wrong way every time. <laughs> Very yes, cute. Um, yeah. Contagion, uh, we're not talking about Contagion now, but it has been good. I'll just tell you guys, it's gotten better. Uh, we will be talking about it properly. And, uh, yeah, so. Um, <clears throat> yeah, also, if you have any questions about the interview as well, shoot them on over to us for next episode. Or whatever episode, you know, and, uh, yeah. So now we're, I mean, now's just a relaxed time. We're just gonna, you know, we came up with some stuff we wanted to talk about on the show ourselves that we don't usually talk about, like just rambling stuff. Uh, it's all Iron Fist related because, uh, you know, we're celebrating our boy Daniel Rand this episode as well as mm-hmm. our podcast. Um, you know, we started this podcast because he just wasn't getting any rep. He needed rep. And yeah. now he's getting rep. And, you know, I do hope we've actually gotten some people into Iron Fist. That would be a cool thought, but uh, who knows? Yeah, I hope so. And if not, well, get on it, people. Yeah. Yeah, no, Iron Fist is great. <laughs> <laughs> if 100 episodes hasn't convinced you already. Um, although, <laughs> although, like, probably 40% of these episodes are me going, this story sucks, I hate it. But, um, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. 40. Uh, the 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 quote unquote golden age is definitely I think Danny's first run. I think that was the really good stuff. Oh, I don't know. We haven't got too much. Yeah. I mean, the uh, I was I was using golden age as tongue in cheek. Um, no, uh, I mean like that we've covered on this podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's definitely other good Iron Fist stories. Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of good Iron Fist stories, so the first question. Guys, what are our favorite Iron Fist stories? Does anyone want to go first? Like, what? Let, let's okay. What's our favorite Iron Fist story? Let's choose one. So, story arc, run, or like single issue. Let's just choose one. That's yeah. That's difficult to mm. to sort of specify them out like that. I mean, my gut instinct would probably be Immortal. Yeah. Iron Fist, because it's um. It's so defining for him. It's like it's clearly the one that most people would recommend as your sort of yeah. the easiest entry route into him in a modern day. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely the thing that got me excited about him again. So it's kind of safe and a bit standard. And I love a lot of other things. And it it may not include my favorite one issue if I had to think of a one issue but i think you know i'd have to stick with immortal yeah Iron Fist. do you Personally. like just the britain stuff or all of it or the not britain sorry uh brubaker the... yeah, yeah uh all of it the whole run if you're gonna take a whole run the whole run yeah it's that, that, uh, yeah. my favorite sort of run i've got to read it again but it's fresh enough in my memory um yeah. I'm not expecting us to agree on that, by the way. Oh, no, I'm not saying we have to agree on our decisions. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your favourite yeah. Iron Fist thought, story? No, that's hoping, wrong. I thought, um, <laughs> I thought you were hoping for us to come to a consensus. I don't think we're going to. It wasn't like on my last Superman episode where someone said, oh, I love that story, and then I just go, I didn't like it. It was <laughs> not one of my... <laughs> 
<laughs> that wasn't one of my finer moments. Oh, it was even worse. Anyway, uh, do you want to go next, Carl, or do you want me to go next? Sure. Well, first I have to ask, are we going to do the worst also? Yeah, let's do that too. That sounds fun. Um, but let's do that after this. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm going to start with how I was introduced to Iron Fist. Yep. Which, Rebecca, do you remember the first story? Where you uh, found, discovered Iron Fist? Like, who's this guy in the green and yellow? Yeah. And and, and so. did he have surgery recently, and that's why he has a cone around his head? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's, they're all valid questions. <laughs> so what was your first, Rebecca? Since I'm going to combine it into mine. Do I, do I remember? I don't know. I don't remember which my first actual Iron Fist was. I remember it was after my mum had died, and so I would have been in my probably early teens, um, which takes us to early 80s, and I just saw them on the cover of a comic it would have been one of the power man and iron fists and uh picked it up it was one that it had enough of a summary of his history that i thought lost his parents interesting and uh no so i don't know no i it was it's way too long ago and uh enough for me to want to go back and 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 read more and find out more about him then but it would have been around that time is 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 all i can say so what about yours, Carl? My first introduction was in the original three-issue run of Contest of Champions. Oh, wow. Which he really doesn't do much in and actually gets <laughs> his ass handed to him again by the Invisible Woman doing the whole bubble over the head, you can't breathe and you're going to pass <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've, see, I've seen that. Yeah, that's fun. And I'm trying to find what year that came out. But... After that one, a short amount of time passed, and then I finally, I was staying at my aunt's house, because my aunt would give our parents a break every once in a while and take a kid for a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) And I was staying at my aunt's house, and um, of course, there's no year on this. Um, She took me to 7-Eleven, which is a convenience store that I don't know if you guys have over there in we either location. used to. Uh, we, we still have them. And they had the spinning rack of comics, and I picked up uh, the Power Man and Iron Fist with a certain werewolf woman on the cover. Mm, and and Dan, Danny kicking ass wearing roller skates, and it just blew <laughs> my mind. Because I could barely stand on roller skates. And I'm like, he's kicking guys' asses wearing roller skates. He's the coolest guy ever. And that just, like, I already loved kung fu movies. I already taken a little bit of martial arts. Again, I think this was, I want to say, also early to mid-80s. I'm not finding a year on anything I'm trying to search for right now. But Mm -hmm. that started the whole got to find more issues. We had a local comic book shop. So I started picking up stuff randomly. And, of course, I pick it up just to find out, oh, you know, he's dead. (laughs) Yeah. So I think I I got into collecting, like, 12 issues before they killed him. And was that that your favorite issue as well? It's it's still my favorite issue because it's what introduced me to the character. Mm. But, honestly... I enjoyed all the original stuff, all the appearances. 
And because of at the time where I was going from, because Immortal hadn't come out yet. The Heroes for Hire run that we're going to touch upon soon. The remake of Heroes for Hire, I absolutely loved. And that will always have a place in my heart. Okay. And I also completely agree with the first villain in the series. So that helps too. Well, that'll be interesting when we get to that. (sighs) Yeah. Um, I guess it's my turn now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so first, uh, first exposure to Iron Fist. I can't think of a specific point because he's one of those characters that just popped up in books I would read now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty sure he popped up in, uh, uh, actually I was into Daredevil before Iron Fist. He popped up in that, uh, him and mm-hmm. Power Man. He popped up in Spider-Man. He popped up in what's that uh, cable and deadpool as well mm-hmm. and uh but i remember my, i'm pretty sure uh, see if i listen to our old episodes because i i kind of forget things and get things mixed up sometimes like a lot of the times i don't have specific points for things but i'm pretty sure uh, i don't know i can't mm, it was i'm pretty sure it was a like is the Ultimate Alliance 2 or Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3? I can't even remember. But I played as him in one of those games, and since I've been doing martial arts the rest of my life, I thought, hey, this guy's really cool. I'll read some of his stories. And I'm pretty sure I went on to Immortal Iron Fist. I read that. Uh, that was mm-hmm. the first Iron Fist I read, I'm pretty sure. Um, like the first proper Iron Fist I read and got super invested in. I might have read like Power Man and Iron Fist a couple of issues before that. But uh, yeah, that's what got me like absolutely hooked to the character. And actually, I remember what I read after that. The fir- the thing I read straight after that was the original run. And I just remember thinking because I was I'm I was used to reading old comics, so I just remember thinking, man, I wish I read this run first because. Mm. Like the na- I got so mixed up re- when reading Immortal Iron Fist because there was Daniel Rand, Wendell Rand, Orson Randall, and I always got it jumbled there's, when I was yeah, reading. Yeah, there's a lot of Randalls and Rands and yeah. And like the Immortal Iron Fist explains it a bit, but didn't explain it enough. It's only when I read the original run that I got like a full comprehension of like, okay, now I'm completely clear on all these characters and who they are. Uh, but you know, Immortal Iron Fist was still kick ass, so. It was great. Um, it's not my favorite story though. Uh, geez, favorite. So I was thinking about this today. I was gonna say Living Weapon, but I changed my mind <gasps> to Marvel Premiere 15 and 16. Those first okay, two issues, so, yeah. which show his origin. Uh, if you just listen to our first two episodes, you'll understand why I love them so much. Mm-hmm. They're they're really like kind of they're so throwback sort of pulpy in addition to having like really awesome you know chinese mythology and stuff and just like just such like a cool design for a character and like there's just so many things in those two issues that work so well it's one of my favorite origins you know i love that sort of lost horizon kind of uh west going east you know, yeah, um, and sort of like changing and then coming back 
to Western civilization as well. Not that those two issues really dealt with him coming back. They were just more about, you know, I loved Kunlun. I loved all that stuff and I loved all the martial arts. I, you know, that was like what it was Kil- Gil Kane drawing. Um, and yeah, no, I just, I love those two issues to death. Uh, like the first issue is awesome. It has some really good martial arts in it. And it has like the, the high king and stuff, the awesome artwork. And then the next issue has, you know, him fighting a dragon. But uh-huh. like, you know, I don't know. It was just, all, and it was like, a, it was, you know, a proper Chinese dragon as well. Like no wings. Um, I don't know. This, this is just stuff I all really love. And I, like the artwork made so much of it as well. The artwork's really fantastic, especially in the, uh, done up versions. Yeah. Um, cause obviously there's like coloring smudges and stuff, but, uh, yes. Color yeah. corrected newer versions are really prove that, uh, I don't, I don't know if I should say this or not. It just Man, seems no. like <laughs> the, the Marvel way back in the, 70s and 80s they had a way of doing stuff and yeah. you knew you knew you were looking at a marvel book when you picked up a marvel book without even if it didn't have a cover yeah because they had and they were strict about it this is how you draw these characters and none of it looked bad nowadays some of the stuff don't look that good some of the stuff is unbelievable. Don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff is so far beyond. Like, I don't even know how these artists do it. Cause, well, it's not just the artists, the colorers and the stuff like that all have a huge hand in what they put on this paper. But I don't know. Some of the stuff they're putting out every once in a while is just like slap dash. Oof. But, but then the stories can be fantastic. So that makes up for it. Mm hmm. But no, the art, the art in those early issues stands out. Yeah, and I think like it, it was the fantastic elements were done really well as well. We only really saw those fantastic elements. We didn't see them heaps, mostly through flashbacks caused by head trauma. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, especially That's one a lot of head trauma. There's a lot of head hitting. Two That's moments, head hitting flashbacks. Two moments that can just stick out to me in my head is when he's at the tree of the the forbidden. Uh, I can't remember what the tree is called. But the tree with the UT, you know, that'll give yeah, you yeah. eternal life. Like, I really loved that. Yeah. Um, I, I love that whole aspect of Danny's character, and that's what these two issues did, is that, you know, he gives up immortality to get revenge, and he doesn't take revenge, which is one of the reasons I love Living Weapon as well, because it really goes into that. And I also love, like, the whole showdown with Xiao Lao in the cave. Mm-hmm. I think it's just drawn beautifully as well. So, yeah, those are my two favorite issues of Iron Fist, and they're definitely up there in my favorite comic book issues. Like I love them to death. Um, and I own them as well. So I'm not CGC or anything. They're just sitting in the packets. I kind of want to get them to CGC, but I'm kind of scared that they'll come back as like a two or something. So, um, I don't think it really matters for comics like of that age. And yeah, stuff. no, it doesn't. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I guess, uh, that's our favorites. Yeah. So we're all, all gave different answers, but all gave good answers. So Alpha, the you know. worst. Yeah, the worst. Uh, <laughs> may as well let Carl start because it sounds like he's been sitting on the worst for a while. <laughs> I don't even know I'm what sorry, I'm say is my words, but go. On. It's it's the freaking dreadful freaking Cosmic Cube storyline. Uh, how did I know from, it would be from, that? <laughs> from Marvel Comics Presents that ends with the ballerina costume? 
It was just so bad. I don't know what they were thinking. There's no redeeming anything <laughs> in that story. Mm. I gotta wonder if it was written on a dare, honestly. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Uh, do you want me to go next, Rebecca? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I know this counts as like one story, but I really didn't like um, the end of Power Man and Iron Fist, the last. Mm. I'd say like the last five or six issues because I just – they weren't even consistent in continuity with earlier parts of the run. Um, oh, we're talking the original run, right? The original yeah. Power Man and Iron Fist, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, like the red costume and stuff. Yeah, and the costume's hard. You know, then Danny, like, not to mention that there was inconsistencies with the characters in the same damn run. I know it was, like, different writer, but still. And then, uh, you know, to add the final insult, uh, Danny's killed, and his funeral's a joke because it has Daredevil standing there looking the wrong way. Um... Which is, like, one of my favourite Daredevil moments, but also one of the darkest moments in Iron Fist history. Yeah. Um, you know, so... Uh, I'd say that would be my least favourite, uh, but uh, Runner-Up is also that awful two-issue mini in the 90s. Uh, where, oh! With, with like... The uh, anime art one. I th- no, no, that's... No, breathless. not that, that one. Six issues. I actually okay. like Breathless, but I seem to be alone in that opinion. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's not that good. I think it no, has. I like some of the story, but I cannot stand the art. That's what I, I think. The story is really good. I love death cults. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 two issue. <laughs> that two issue arc in the nineties was super nineties art and incoherent oh, yeah. story. I wasn't Lee, big Lee on that. Lee Fields, Jim Lee, baby, drew that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> So that's my runner-up, but yeah, the first one's definitely the end of that Power Man and Iron Fist. Uh, not looking forward to getting there in our coverage, if I'm being quite honest. Uh, we'll I also it, we can do it as a big arc. Just like, this is the end bit that we don't, we're not too keen on. Red costume, blah blah. blah. I'll give um, I'll give a shout out to our lovable Grouch, uh, John Byrne, for bringing Danny back in the pages of Namor because he didn't like that mm-hmm. he was killed and wanted him back. So thanks, man. I'm glad you brought him back for us. But it's uh, a horrible run. Oh, the Namor yeah, run? It's awful. I can't stand it. And, like, the only redeeming feature for me is that it brings Danny back. Yeah. The art just... And plant me. people. <laughs> no, I like them. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of the plant people, how we're pronouncing their name. Yeah. But, um, unpronounceable plant people. That's the unpronounceable, <laughs> yeah. Um... I was gonna say that like it's not a, it's not an Iron Fist run, but absolutely that's the one that pains me to read the most oh, when really? I'm doing the yeah. the rereads is because I really really hate the art of it. I I uh, skipped over all the non Iron Fist stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think when I do it now, I skip over all the non Iron Fist one. But even then, it's just like oh, do I have to see the mullets and the? It's just like it's just. But I now you've raised it. I think maybe what's it called? Breathless might be one of my least favorites. Yeah, art wise, yeah. I think the story is actually decent. I just the art just hurts me, and the fact he ah, oh, there's just a little. I, I don't remember all the details. I just remember there are lots of being irritating, irritating things. But also that two issue arc you're talking about as well is also dreadful. Yeah, like yeah. so. Yeah, I think I'm kind of agreeing with you on most of them. 
Like, I don't think I had as strong a reaction to the end of Power Man 9 because I just found it profoundly confusing and disappointing. Mostly uh-huh. confusing. Mm. Um, but those 90s ones actively hated reading. <laughs> so they they go in as joint worst because I don't even know if I can distinguish them all that well in my head. It's like when I do a read through, they're the ones that I start groaning when I get to. Yeah. Is that the one with him with Ghost Rider? Which are those ones as well? Because uh-huh. they're dreadful as well. Yes, yeah. with the almost blue costume. Can't stand it. Anything from that period. Awful. So sorry anyone who's a big fan and i think i i have a feeling i know someone who is so uh i apologize there's a there's a couple with ghost rider i think the one where i like the one where they fight decay i just found them all like just gobbledygook oh it's a very 90s gobbledygook but i still like yeah (laughs) um (laughs) gobbledygook is such a good term for the 90s actually especially 90s marvel like my God, that 90s Ghost Rider run is absolutely gobbledygook. Like, that sums up my feelings about it perfectly. It's just Johnny's a cyborg. Um, there's all this crap going on. It's gobbledygook. <laughs> it's, just... It's, just, it's just so random. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, okay. So many comics were flooding the market back then. It was yeah. ridiculous. And they were, it was like they were trying everything, and there's something great to be said about experimentation. But in amongst that, you have to expect some of it to be crashing disasters. And I think Iron Fist got the crashing disasters. And what was their... Uh, Marvel put out that whole other line that I think had, like, Dark Hawk and Sleeper and... Ooh, I like them. Yeah, but what was the line of the comics called? That came out in the know. 90s. Max? No, it wasn't Max. I don't know. Like five, it started with like five separate characters or five separate books and went nowhere. It was a group called Something Incorporated. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, while, while Carl looks that up. Um, <laughs> so uh, next is the crossover section. So let's start off with uh, our favourite crossovers. Um, I mean, do we do, (laughs) should we word it as crossover, should we word this particular question as crossover or team up, because I don't know if there's... When I was thinking about it, when we were thinking about it, I don't think I thought that closely. Um, I have no idea. So what? Um, either. Let's do either. Yeah, okay. There's not going to be as many crossovers. Um, It's just called New Universe. Okay. Which explains why none, we didn't think we'd heard of it because that's pretty. I think you had Nightmask and Starbrand and a few other. People. I like all the characters then. So. Do you want to go first? Favorite crossover, Carl, or team up? Or team up? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, I don't want to go first. <laughs> oh man. Um. I don't even know. Like, I can't think of... No, I can't think of one. Um, that I've, like... Because most of his stuff is by himself or with Luke Cage. I'm not really counting Luke Cage as, like, a crossover. No, I don't, th- I don't think um, you can. Um, the crossover with Deadpool, with the pimp. That was pretty that was, fun. Actually, that was, fun. that was really especially, funny. Yeah, especially when they revised... You know, went back to it last year. Um... Yeah, that was pretty. All his Deadpool. To be fair, all his Deadpool team ups are pretty fun. 
And Danny mm-hmm. Danny sends Luke the text at like three AM saying, Hey, if you talk to Misty and Luke just sends a text back saying, Danny, I don't care like <laughs> Yeah. I think I just yeah, I think maybe maybe when Deadpool crosses over because they don't write Danny as quippy all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because they can't, because you've got Deadpool in there. Um, oh, and also the sheer fact they, that Deadpool they do always stand out. says, I'm in the group, I'm part of Heroes for Hire. I love him. Because like, no, yeah. no, you're not. No, no. And he always teases that. them about their outfits. And it's, I just like that there's this running thing, like, even in that, that comic recently, when I say recently, I'm talking about in the last year and a half, where, um, you know where Deadpool reveals himself to be a Harry Potter fan? I don't know if any other comic. But um, he goes to do this grudge match against Iron Fist. And it's really sweet because he's kind of like, you know, he's got this grudge against Iron Fist for something or other. And he sort of turns up and Danny's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, just, you do you, Wade, you know, kind of. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think that those the Deadpool ones might be a good one. I mean, yeah. I was going to say I like him in Defenders, which I guess is almost a crossover since he's not usually in the defenders team but then neither some of the other of that defenders team so yeah um yeah that that's what i was thinking too but i'm thinking well it's, it's already like a team book so i wasn't sure yeah, if it either. i don't think if it counts but yeah i'm i'm happy to go deadpool I think I think I'll go with that too because it was just it was really funny like and yeah. especially the part that was actually in the 70s as well yeah. um and, uh, and that's you know that's where Wade gets uh, that that chick pregnant as well, yeah. Um, which turns out to be really dark in the present day, but yeah, um, which is like classic Deadpool, love it. But um, yeah, uh, I also want to point out it's not my favorite, but I want to point out. Did you guys read the other the Deadpool team up with Iron Fist? I think so. Yeah. Where they fight some like warlord, some Chinese warlord or some warlord from Kunlun, and it was actually written by an Australian. I thought I'd mention ah, that. So nice. uh, that was a neat little crossover as well. Um, yeah. It's just every time I every time I've seen him with Deadpool, he's been fun. Like even when it's just like part, crossing paths, it's always quite a fun little. Yeah. I like he which where's the which is the one where he calls uh, Deadpool Spider Man? Because <laughs> he's been going is, uh, like because Deadpool's been like Booger guy. Uh, that could be anyone. <laughs> oh, he's super powerful. Dupe. Dupe. The yeah. Dupe team up was pretty good too. Oh yeah, that's AVX. A plus X, wasn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. But also I mean the him taking over for Daredevil when Daredevil's either in jail or doing stuff out of the country has always been good. Yeah, I guess that's crossover, isn't it? Yeah. I mean Daredevil, so I was gonna mention that, but like it's an awesome, it's an awesome fight they both have while Danny's dressed as Daredevil, but Danny's like he's actually barely in it really. Uh-huh. Um, like he's in it a bit, and there's some cool feng shui stuff going on with his apartment, but yeah, I feel like they should have done more with that. But anyway, do you have a favorite car? Is it? I the... thought I already covered I that. Think... It was the Deadpool. Yeah, Carl's the Carl's one who came up with the. Deadpool. Oh, okay. So we all we all have the same one then. All right. Uh, oh, do you guys remember that Wolverine Iron Fist Return of Kunlun crossover? Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that one as much though. It wasn't awful. No, but I but um, like I think it was like the first time Danny interacted with the Hand. Actually, they were fighting him in the Maybe. sewers, and they stole his chi. Guardians, I believe, and rolled over to the miniseries. Mm. Uh. 
Um, okay, cool. Uh, let's do worst crossover. Silence. God, that's, that's hard as well. <laughs> I'm just like, which one have I been like if I hated him in? Um, Namor run, but he brought him back to life, so I can't say that. Mm. Because. What about I the mean, Ghost Rider one? A lot to say. Yeah, the Ghost Rider one. Yeah. yeah. But mostly, one. mostly based on the art, and the, I had no idea what was going on through most of the story. So. The new Avengers, where he would pop in and out whenever they felt like it, and I believe it was those issues that we got the fake chi stress pregnancy. Yeah, I don't, I don't acknowledge those issues. Totally pissed me off because mm. I was so excited, and then just to get spit in the face because I'm just like, okay, we already have the perfect teammates, and now they're both going to be teammates and parents. This is only going to get better and more hilarious. And no, let's just shit on it, have her leave, and then him boink Spider Woman for an issue. Get Bendis. Yeah, but the the Spider Woman thing wasn't an incontinuity issue. Okay. Let's let's put that. Let's before we go into damn, he just wanted to hook him up with Spider Woman. That was a purposefully not in continuity issue, and it's very funny. Like, if you take it out of, you know, any sort of... It's a funny little story. It's it's stupid, though. Hmm. But yes. I, yeah, I don't like those new Avengers. But I don't, I don't know. I think for me, it's still those Ghost Rider ones actually pained me. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Connor? Can I change my best crossover? I guess. <clears throat> uh, Marvel team-up with Spider-Man when he fights Davos. Okay, fair. Actually, and I also really liked the other Marvel team out with Spider-Man, where he had the ridiculous Karen head and they were fighting that guy who was going backwards through time or something. That was cool, too. Hmm. Aging backwards. Yeah, yeah, whatever that was. Um, worst, man. I mean, I would also say New Avengers, but a different period, but at that point, Iron Fist was part of the team book, so it's not really a crossover. Um, uh... I I don't know if I can give this one an answer because fine. I you asked the question. <laughs> well, one of us did. We were just asking them in the uh, in I think the chat, weren't we? I might don't know have. Who came to it. Uh, yeah, Carl, it was you. Which team up kind of stank? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Carl had things he wanted to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't I can't remember reading a team up. That isn't like that wasn't already part of the team book that I hated enough, really. Like I thought that Wolverine Return of Kunlun was like meh, but I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to pass on this one. That's fine. I think pass is absolutely allowable. Oh no, what? damnation! No. no. Oh. Oh wait, okay. how? Do- it was bad for him because he didn't do anything. <laughs> he got to go into hell and do that cool fight. He got to do more than most of them. Uh, I meant like the main book, like the actual crossover oh, yeah, part, like, you know, um, yeah. where he, he gets like fine. shot fine. by a Hawkeye, and um, that whole event was gobbledygook too. A uh, little bit, you know. Like the tie-in books, like most of the, some of the tie-in books are good, but the main event was like. I man. think he definitely got the best tie-in, though. Like, yeah, honestly. 
But anyway, moving on. What's on next? Oh, who you would like to see him cross over with or do a team up with, which is a much better question, I think. Well, a much easier question, I should say. Hmm. I have to think about it. I can see how how much uh, care and attention I put these. Uh, who would I like to? I don't know. Who would, does anyone have a quick answer? Me. Squirrel girl. Oh God. <laughs> really? That would be awesome. Oh okay. Well, I might. No, I think it would be absolutely hysterical. I think it would be it would be a lot of fun actually. She's she's pretty good. She's pretty good most of her team ups. So. Um, God, I have no idea. Go on, Connor. Yours. Okay, so I want a crazy mystical team up with Iron Fist, mm-hmm. the Hulk, Loki, and Ghost Rider. And I want Iron Fist to have to be the team leader because that will just make it even like crazier that he has to try and rein all these people in and get them to work together. And I think it'd be hilarious. They have to like rescue first, Doctor Strange I, or something. My um, first question would be which Hulk? Uh. The green one. <laughs> Bruce Which Banner. Green one? Bruce oh, Banner. Oh, I don't know. There only is Banner. Yeah, just grab... Oh, I thought you Choi or whatever. Um, yeah, no. but he's not calling himself Hulk at the moment, so... Bruce Banner. But it's Bruce Banner, yeah. Although, I would also take that team led by Doctor Strange. In fact, I would love a... But then She-Hulk's green as well, if we're going by colour. So. Mm-hmm. I'd also... If I'm talking about... If we're talking about duo... I think my probably dream duo team up for Danny is Doctor Strange. I think I would really love like a book with just those two. And where Danny, I don't know, maybe he takes like a kind of Wong role, maybe a bit more. Um, if you want to go crazy and mystical, why don't you have him team up with Doctor Doom? Uh, well, because I don't know. I think Strange and Danny. guys still. As they, I mean, it's the only bad thing. I'd quite like to see him with Doom, actually, but I, yeah, it's going to be a while. Uh, Strange and Danny have a history together, so and like, they have like a good dynamic with each other. Um, yeah, uh, I've wanted that for years. I wanted like just a Doctor Strange and Iron Fist team up book. I think that'd be rad. So yeah, what about? I don't know. I don't know. It's like I just I. I'd like to see him with lots of different people. I'd like to see him with... I'd like to see him with Spider-Woman, actually. Um, I'd like to see... Because I think she's pretty cool. Uh, I'm trying to think, who else? Who else would I like to see him with who he's not already yeah. hung out with a lot? Because I'm, I'm currently like... Maybe the Guardians. Hmm. Let's see, do something cosmic. I don't know what, and I don't know which of the cosmic characters, new. whether it would be like uh, sort of Nova Dark Hawkey or Sleepwalker would be quite fun. Silver I Surfer. Think it's cosmic, I know it's not really. Um, Silver Surfer, would see. I mean, yeah. he was with him in Defenders, at least. Um, yeah, I don't know, just because it's um, a context I've never really seen him in, and we know the Super Skulls had interest in Danny before, so... Um, yeah, what what if Danny got the cosmic bands? What would happen then? Right, because uh, or something. Yeah, I'd just like to see something cosmic with him, just because I've never considered it before, and it'd be kind of fun. Iron Fist nice. and Beta Ray Bill. There, your 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 dream, Iron Fist and uh, Cosmo. 
Cosmo and Lockjaw. <laughs> Shove them all in together. No. Um, it'd be quite fun to see him with, like, Rocket or, you know, like, uh, um, or even, like, Moondragon and that, if we're going to... Yeah, just, I'd be like, to see, see what he could do in the cosmic. I mean, there'd have to be a little bit of a change to get him there, but we'll see. I think, if, I think you can... Iron Fist, I think, is super malleable for one reason, right? You have the Book of Iron Fists, which is just a book of put whatever you want out of there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, like, you can do anything with it. You can you can just retcon it as also as, like, limitless pages. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, here's something that uh, puts me in a cosmic situation or lets me be on the cosmic level. Um, I mean, I read somewhere they were going to, like, uh, they were planning on making Iron Fist, like, a lot more powerful through immortal iron fist like goku cosmic level but they sort of didn't now he's like in between street level entire mm-hmm. level um mm-hmm. which makes sense because danny is kind of in that awkward spot yeah um of like, it's, it's the same with the supernatural he's like part supernatural but usually treated as street level yeah the thing is why you, why you kind of want to see him do street level um, do the the sort of supernatural because he really is above street level. Like he can't, like he can still do His street power level, set but I is mean, above street level, but he hangs out with street level. Yeah, um, right. yeah. So well, didn't, okay, didn't they? Didn't he uh... kill a god? Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we know he's done shit like that. I mean, he's punched holes through the backs of. Dragons' heads that are the size. I mean, of he is the eye of like a motion. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's still possessed. Yeah. That, that if I was writing Iron Fist, I'd probably address that in like the first issue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say it would be the number one thing that Carl address, uh, Connor addressed. Be like, <laughs> why is he still the eye of like a motion? <laughs> that, that's a that's a whole that's a whole another show. You know, what? And, I feel uh, like I feel like we stopped talking about that at a certain point. Do you remember at a certain point we were talking about it all the time? I guess yeah. it got and to a point where. It's gone like... back to the comics, and now now I'm feeling like I need to mention it again. To me, it's like the Moon Knight Batman reference. It's like now it's going to be Danny's still the Eye of Agamotto. You know, like... I guess it's like how much more can we talk about it because it's just not ever going to get <laughs> Not resolved. at all. But um, like it's funny. You know, Briss has been doing a great job with Contagion. He's tied up everything except for that. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, when Danny, when was he was given the book? Didn't uh. Wasn't it said like he's got to write five of his own pages or some shit like that in the book? It was definitely like he, he has to write some of his own pages. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the details. So, so we got to find that panel because if there is like if let's say it's five, yeah, he's number sixty six. I mean, we know yeah. we can do the math and figure out well, there's got to be at least this many pages that do this that many different things, and so far we've seen what like seven. Yeah. <laughs> Seven new things out of the book. I mean, it's funny because Danny's simultaneously the best and worst Iron Fist because he's yeah. he's taken out opponents that none of the Iron Fist could ever hope to take out. He's also he, and one of the notable ones being, aside from like the giant dragons and gods and stuff, one of the notable ones being like he took out the demon that was killing all the other Iron Fists. Um, and yeah. but at the same time, Kun Mun like fell when he was Iron Fist, <laughs> so which is like yeah. You know, that's not supposed to happen if you're Iron Fist. Um, it's not, not on my watch. You know, best and worst Iron Fist. Actually, technically the best Iron Fist is that kid in the future. Um, yeah. He was cool. The whole weird Akira well, thing like going a, on. A thousand years to move a half inch. Yeah, well. 
Um, yeah, sometimes these things take time. I'm just saying that takes a lot of focus. Yeah. <laughs> right. Next question. Oh, next question is actually for me specifically. Oh. Uh, no, I got a question. Oh, yeah, sure. And it's not, we didn't discuss it, but I was thinking about it, especially yeah. with the stuff we just brought up. Uh, what, what was it referred to as? The Algamanum comics there? Where it was the Amalgam. PC. Amalgam comics. Ah, uh, yeah. I just bought what, my first one. Very What exciting. would you like to see if Iron Fist was in it? If he was amalgamed with someone. Um, from, from DC. Well, they always amalgam. Oh no, they don't. I guess um, they always amalgam with someone who either similar or opposite, don't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know like, actually. Ghost, Ghost Rider was merged with the Flash. Yeah, Iron Man, and, Green Lantern, and Etrigan the Demon. So that was kind of like a triple threat. Hmm. Um, maybe Nightwing. Is that just me saying maybe Nightwing for everything? I think so, because... Um, <laughs> I was going to say Danny becomes a Green Lantern. Yeah. Well, the, poss- the possibilities that could go from there. The Green Lantern ring charged by the chi of the... Well, and the whole thing know, is, is Green Lantern's powered by Will, and so is chi, really, so mm-hmm. it is kind of a fit. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if they'd be cool together, though. Too much the same? Yeah, like, uh, I, I don't see how Iron, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, cause I don't really think Iron Fist has an equivalent in DC or a similar person, you know? No. Um. Martial art wise, it would probably be Karate Kid. But then it would just no be. Relation, no relation to the movies. <laughs> yeah. Well then it, then it would just be like, uh, nothing really new. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. All right, I've stumped you all then. Next maybe, question. maybe John Constantine. We can do some, you know, do some magic and stuff. I'm sticking with Nightwing. I think that'd be Iron, all right. Iron Fist, Doctor Fate. Yeah, yeah that's I good mean, actually. It's, it's possible. Oh my god, I, I've just thought one that would really annoy you both. Why? What is it? <laughs> I had this Booster Gold. <laughs> I like Booster Gold, though. Yeah, but you hate Quiffy Danny. <laughs> oh, I had this Booster Gold, but in his, I, but in the Jeff Johns sense of Booster Gold, when he's not an idiot anymore and yeah, he's a hero. Right. Um, and if not, then uh, Blue Beetle. <gasps> oh my God! Oh yeah, you could have, and you could have um, Luke with the other one. So Danny Blue Beetle and Luke Booster. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I think we've covered. I've done. Danny and the Flash would be cool as well. Yeah. Imagine oh the Iron God, Fist going that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, that that might be something. I might come up with something off the air and mention in the next podcast because there's a lot of yeah, DC yeah. characters that are uh, yeah. Uh, what about you? Oh yeah, Carl already said Green Lantern. Um, Which is I think a good one as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Green Lantern, Doctor Fate. Red Lantern could work as well. Phantom Stranger. Mm. I'll see Phantom Stranger, but I couldn't really, yeah, figure out how that would, you know, Phantom Stranger's already, like, pretty, yeah. Phantom Stranger is a god, let's be honest. Yeah. 
Um, Because I, I briefly thought about the Spectre as well, but yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about him, but no. I, I stand with my booster and Blue Beacon. And Nightwing. <laughs> Nightwing was a good first thought. Always. I, I entertain the idea of Swap Thing. It would be highly amusing, I think. But <laughs> it's just yeah. like, um, it would be a very plant people. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Crossover. I smell you a crossover. You just made the tie-in right there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool because, you know, Swamp Thing's part of the green and stuff. Imagine you went into Kunlun and had to help Danny fight the plant people. That'd be so rad. Yeah, um, but that wouldn't be... Yeah, as an amalgam character, it'd be pretty cool as well. But I'd like to see Swamp Thing do Kung Fu, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I think Swamp Thing's more of a judo guy. But, yeah, but um, imagine, like, if it, with all his, like, he could put out little... Like tentacly things and like yeah. slap people around with them, be pretty fucking cool. Especially if one of them got the iron, the cheap out. It's <laughs> like smack <laughs> you in. <laughs> I'm very into all these things. Um. Uh, do you want to do the next question then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this one's from Rebecca to me. Oh my god. Thank Uh-oh. you for listener feedback. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. What story could you see Iron Fist and Superman join forces in? Um, so it's one of those things you see it on paper, you don't think it could work, but then I'm just like, hey, what if Lex Luthor teamed up with Master Khan and took over Kunlun? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, uh, Danny had to go, Superman had to go, because Superman can't take on Master Khan and they make, like, robot dragons or something. Mm. Yeah. That, that, that would, that's like the rough draft of the story I would do if I was doing a story with them together. I'd be like, it would have Lex and Master Khan and it would involve going to Kunlun. Um, cause Lex wants Kunlun for, there's all sorts of reasons he'd probably want it. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Plant people have probably got some. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get Superman to go ham on some plant people as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that would that would be uh that would be my thing. Oh. Um, it'll never happen ever, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think the swamp thing thing would be cool as well, which I just talked about. Now yeah. let's see. Um, oh yeah, actually this is a good one. So who would we like to see Iron Fist team up who's not in Marvel? So just from any other company in comics. Uh, I already have ninja. my answer. Oh, I'm going Ninjak. Yeah, that works. Yeah. It definitely yeah. works. They're both rich. They're both like martial artists. Ninjak's very cool, calm spy. Uh, Danny's a little bit more superhero. So yeah, I'd like to and see how that works. Ninjak have the tech. Ninjak has has all the tech. Yeah, he's uh ridiculous amount of tech and Danny has all the firepower. Mystical so, firepower. Yeah. 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 That would definitely work. Uh, do you want me to go next, Carl? Do you have an answer? or? I would honestly say I would love to see one of my favorite heroes from DC who is definitely B-class is Ragman. Okay, I'd love, cool. yeah. love to see in it's, uh, I don't even know how to, pr- to properly term, uh, Judaic mysticism. Yep, Judaic mysticism is perfectly fine. 
is uh, how I would pretty much classify him. And it's a whole different power set having to deal with uh, the legends of the Gollum. Because uh, yeah. Ragman is pretty much a cloth golem with a few extra powers thrown in with what mm-hmm. it can do. And he's also a soul chamber, uh, pretty much like uh, uh, he, he can hold your soul. And uh, you, while in there, become service to him and decide whether you're going to work your way into heaven or go to hell. So I think some interesting things could be happening there with a with a uh, mystical storyline. Yeah, sounds good. Um. All right. Uh. I mean, like this is an instant answer for me. It was so easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hellboy. Like the Hell mm. the Hellboy comics and like the Iron Fist universe could merge so seamlessly. Especially given Iron Fist's very sort of pulpy mystic um, origins, and the style of humor in the Hellboy comics as well would match perfectly with uh, Danny's, you know. So I think that's it's just like a match made in heaven. And if you threw Orson Randall and Monster Johnson in there together, it would be mm-hmm. even more perfect. Um, and Captain like, America. No. Nothing against no. Cap. But- <laughs> But, like, yeah, that would just be, like, my absolute dream. Not only my absolute dream team, like maybe my absolute dream Iron Fist comic would be, like, a story with those two together. In fact, oh, my God, what was that? Um, <laughs> in fact, like, I would love to see Danny in the Dark Horse Mignola universe. I think he'd be a good fit. Um, it would be quite fun, yeah. Also, I think he'd be cool in DC as well. I'd love, like... Rand's Corp, uh, Wayne Tech, and Lex Corp existing in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, next one is what's our most prized Iron Fist item and why? I don't want to answer it. <laughs> wow. Because Carl just sent me a bunch of stuff and I know he's got stuff to send you and I don't want to. Okay, so your, your prized possession is in that stuff though. It may well be. Okay. Uh, prior to that stuff, I'm I'm quite proud. I quite like my little action figure with the red suit, and it's pathetic and it's widely available, but I quite like it because it's I don't really like the red suits, and I just bought it, and uh, I have it hugging my little action figure of Misty. So, <laughs> like that. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'll go next because Carl probably has a long list. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I have two, uh, I, okay, so my first one is my copy of Marvel Premiere 15, uh, and kind of 16, but 15 more, so probably, you know, because this is first appearance, it's one of my favourite issues, as I said, it's not CGC or anything, it's just sitting in the seal, but yeah, obvious reasons, I prize it very much, I'm trying to work out, like, if I should display it anywhere, or get it cgc but money anyway um and the other one is my immortal iron fist omnibus which went out of print and it's the ed uh ed brubaker matt fraction portion of the run and Mm. it took like six months to get here because it went to italy for some (laughs) reason and we had to sort that out but uh i'd love to have that sometime yeah i've got it i've got it as the the individual trade so 
So, and so definitely those two. Ridiculous money, unfortunately. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm just yeah. hoping that one day it'll be reprinted. So. Or you find it in a shop and they don't know what it is. Yeah. Right. That well, there's there's a place oh. around here that has it, and it's only like a hundred Australian bucks. And I'm telling my friend, what? man, get it because yeah, yeah, you know you got to get it because it's out of print. And stuff. I and he's think like, the last time know. I saw one on eBay, it went for three hundred American. Yeah. Yeah, I've. I, I almost bought one once and I can't remember what happened. I think they pulled the auction and it was about it was about hundred pounds. It was like a reasonable price. God, I'm having like, rent trouble. Why don't I just buy it and sell it? <laughs> <laughs> because you run the risk that you might not. Yeah. Um, which is be a nightmare. So. Um so yeah, what about you, Carl? Um Well, I'm going to say three. I have three of them. All right. And one of them I just recently acquired and posted on the Facebook page, and that was the Immortal Iron Fist Boxing Gloves. Mm. Yeah. Which I totally stumbled upon. Um, they have a somewhat, I don't want to say unknown history, but un, I can't collaborate it with anything. Uh, the guy... I, from what I understand, he thinks they may have been gifts for trainers from the actual Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm, that makes uh, sense. Uh, but go on our Facebook page. You'll be able to see the pictures. They're white and gold. They're very cool. Uh, and unused. And um, and professionally done. This wasn't something that like somebody was hand-painting in their basement. These things were actually printed on the gloves. Carl, um, you should send them to me because I'm the only one here who currently boxes. So I um. <laughs> I'll drop you like a bad habit. And um, yeah. so not at all, Mister Coffee Slipper. <laughs> <laughs> I can put all 300 pounds behind a punch, buddy. The uh, other ones are which I think I posted when we first started up this whole hot mess was the the oddity of the 1970-ish belt buckle I have, which still no one can give me any answers on. No one no one knows where I got it. No one can pull up any mm-hmm. information on advertisements or anything of it ever being done. Um, and it's officially stamped Marvel on the back and everything with a date. And again, that's also on the Iron Fist page. And I have a third one, which I don't think I shared ever. And I actually have the metal stamp that says the Immortal Iron Fist backwards. And it's from the printing press that was making the leatherette covers for the Immortal Iron Fist hardcover trade paperbacks. Oh, nice. traits. Ooh. So I actually have the metal stamp used to emboss all the covers underneath the paper slip cover mm-hmm. of the hardcover traits. Cool. So I think that's kind of cool. What's that ding that keeps going off? My phone, my mother-in-law sent me pictures <laughs> of a tractor show she went to. Oh, bless. <laughs> tractor shows are important. All right, so what else, so, Carl? That's it for me. That's enough. Oh, 
Fair enough. Yeah. The the list of what sh- what I don't have would be shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to talk about some other stuff I have too, but I'm like, I'll just I'll just chose my absolute favorites. Um. Uh. Oh yeah. Uh, Carl, what's your idea for Iron Fist Coffee? For Iron Fist Coffee? Yeah. Oh. Well, Rebecca, we already, have, we already have Colombian. That's good enough. Right. I have no idea why Iron Fist Coffee. Am I supposed to? No, I thought Carl would know though, but I just went to you because he didn't. So. <laughs> I don't drink much coffee, but I would... I, you know, Kunlun coffee does have a good ring to it. does. Yeah. Tea would be better, though. He does like his tea. Yes. True. But, uh, but if it's tea. coffee, it needs to have a big kick. So put some Fair. meth in it. Chi coffee. Coffee. Mm, chi coffee. Good for the good for the chi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> chi tea. Chi tea. Chai tea. Yeah. I don't like chai tea. All right. Um, so this this is Carl's suggestion. What would you change in Iron Fist history after his origin? Uh, as if everyone doesn't know what I would change. Yeah. Do you uh, just want to? Did you just want to get out of the way then? <laughs> I'll get out of the way. I whether Misty and Danny had stayed together or not, I would not have ended her pregnancy in such a stupid way. Yeah. And I would have liked to see him be a dad. So, like, yes, I do like the relationship, but I have no problem with uh, some status changes and they would have been together a long time. And, like, if you don't, you know, I understand there's an argument about not keeping people together and stuff like that. I would have liked to see them have the child, though. Um, I think his chats with Luke in the pub about his fears about becoming a dad and Luke giving him the advice, especially based on the fact Luke and Jessica basically were just a casual hookup at, at the at start and and Danny's was much more sort of solid relationship before it got to that point. I, I would have liked to see that. I, I like things developing naturally in stories and my problem with the retcon is not only did it kind of feel like a kick at the time, but I just think there was too much fighting at the time against uh, heroes being able to, to grow and develop hmm. and whether they'd broken up later or or not decided that they weren't for each other that's also an interesting thing that we don't see too much in comics and i think if it had happened now it wouldn't have happened the same way and we would have maybe got um a different sort of familial ties and the reason i'm saying i don't know if they'd have stuck together is because like rereading some of the comics like all the things i loved about their relationship it is very kind of thrown in i still love it i still think it's really important i feel still think it's amazing that they have this like uh, like uh, I, I still think they they have there's a lot there was a lot there to build on in a relationship, but also re- realized there was a lot of stresses as well. And I have no problem with like trying to hook them up with other people, but um, I think yeah, having the kid and having that that extra tie to Luke would have been just really nice, and that's what I would change. All right. Well, she just stole my thunder. It's it's a, it's a biggie. To be honest, it's it's a huge thing in his continuity, and you did reference it before, so mm-hmm. you know. Was yours the same, Carl? Or? Yep. All right. Well, we just want to. Did you want to choose another one, or? The only other thing I would add is to stop killing his sisters. 
Um, yeah. Sister, <laughs> but yeah. Over half, and over. Half, half sisters, all kinds yeah. of yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, mine is... Aside from getting all of those little annoying continuity nitpicks scattered throughout all of Iron Fist history, um, my one is definitely just changing, uh, like, his death and resurrection. In fact, just changing, like, so he doesn't die and get resurrected. And in fact, I'll just change, like, that whole run to have not, that whole <laughs> portion of the run to have not happened. <laughs> that, that is, like, the change I would make in Iron Fist history. Uh, yeah, yeah, and what was uh, yeah, God, no, none that's... of us said give him the Simbit suit. That would be cool, but um, yeah, no, unfortunately, it could this... still happen. Could. Yeah. With all the funky stuff they're doing with the symbiotes right now, that could still be a possibility. Well, the yeah. Up... Not too worried about it though. The other change I would make is uh. Wolverine easily beating Danny in a sparring match in the Bendis New Avengers run. That's still annoying. Yeah, that was. Um, but Squirrel Girl kicked his ass. Yeah. Yeah, Squirrel Girl. With squirrels. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's. Uh, this is the last one we have. Uh, but you know, a good one. A favorite Iron Fist costume. I'm really a fan of the new tracksuit, to be honest with you. I love the old standard from the from the get-go, but the, the, the tracksuit just makes sense nowadays. Yep. I think I agree. Wow. I think uh, uh, I didn't think I'd like it when I first saw it. Um, and I, I really like a lot of his costumes over the years. Um, but it does just make sense. And I quite like the sort of grey and yellow as a colour scheme. Oh, and from um, the Heroes the Heroes for Hire run, I did love the armor that appeared in one issue. Um I would probably just go with the shirtless look. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like green or grey pants, depending which costume he has, I guess. I don't really yeah. care. Um but I like as long as it's not red or white. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. not really white, but I really like the shirtless look uh, with the mask on as well. Yeah. I just think it's like the coolest kind of martial artist look he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and also kind of the most practical, minus the mask, I guess. But like, uh, yeah, no, I just, I really like that look for Danny. Um, but I like, yeah, that, that's my favorite look, but I do like his new costume and his classic costume as well. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's not the white and gold, because that looked too Power Ranger. People like that. It's crazy. You know, I actually do like it. I think it's a stylish looking costume, but I just, it's just not up there with my favorite. It's a disco looking costume. Um, I, th- I think it's, I think it's nice, but I just, oh yeah, I quite like the Fear itself one as well. Um, yeah, that one wasn't bad. Um, uh, no, I quite like the white and I just, every time I see, and aside from Moon Knight, I better say that, I just think white's ridiculously impractical. Mm. So, I just I did. It's not a color I particularly like on heroes, but I think it looks nice. It's just stains I think easy it's a pretty, Yeah, I think it's a pretty rubbish color for a costume. But uh, yeah. at least at least it looks. <laughs> yeah, Moonlight doesn't tend to get. You know, like Moonlight doesn't mind if he gets covered in blood. So you know, he's Moonlight's not all there. Deadpool in the movie when he's trying to pick out his costume. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, Deadpool. I I I don't I don't really acknowledge Deadpool movies much. I'm gonna I'm gonna add one question because this is a question. Considering it's Iron Fist, we have to have this question. What's your favorite fight that he's had? Because he's the martial arts character, so you know we gotta. In the right. stadium in Immortal Iron Fist. Against Fat Cobra? Yes. <laughs> That's just, all I remember that fight like is just Danny getting like, obliterated. Um, I, no, I like I like the entire tournament. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, that... Yeah, possibly up to when he, he like realises the other guy's in Iron Fist. Yeah. yeah. So that whole section. I don't know if I have a favourite fight in amongst them, but... Yeah. What about you, Carl? Uh, he did punch a hole through the robot Thor, right? Or is that somebody else? I'm I don't know. He, uh, a lot of holes he, and he killed a Thor clone. Yes, that's my favorite. Yeah. That was more just, I think, Luke threw Danny at him and then Danny killed him. Um... I guess mine would be, uh, I really like the Sabretooth fight, the first one. Mm. I think that's a really good fight. Um, his fight against that radiation monster or whatever in London was really good as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite the weird design, like it was just a really crazy, intense fight. Um, the fight against Shaolau is obvious. He's had, he's had a lot of classic fights, but, um, mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, those three. And I really liked when he fought all the zombie ninjas in Living Weapon at the start as well. And he blew up that helicopter. That was cool. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, he's had so many good fights. And, like, pretty much every fight in Immortal Iron Fist is good as well. So, yeah, it's true. Uh, and, like, the Trial of the Seven Masters in the Ed Brisson run. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And that was really good, too. All those fights. Plague fact, of Rat fight. Yeah, yeah. Rat, of, rat of 12 Plagues, I'll give that a special mention as well, because that was, like, disgusting and crazy, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, awesome. Um, So, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed us just chatting with ourselves, because, you know, it, I thought this was fun. It was cool just to have an episode to talk about our favourite Iron Fist stuff, because we haven't actually had an episode doing that in all this time. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was fun to talk about. Yeah. Show of tangents. Yeah. Well, they're all Iron Fist tangents, though. Yeah. And so hopefully you guys, you guys know about our Iron Fist taste now, our favorite, least favorite, all that stuff. Hundred episodes in, you finally know, uh, concrete <laughs> answers. And, uh, we really hope you enjoyed the interview as well, the main event, so to speak. Um, so you have, if you have any feedback for any of this stuff, let us know. And, uh, thank you, Rebecca and Carl, for joining me on our 100th birthday. Uh, keep going for some more. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, th- thank you guys. Thank Mr. Chapman again. And, uh, thank everyone else for listening. So we'll see you, uh, next time with more Contagion. That's the Contagion catch-up. Possibly a mentioning of what actually went down in the carnage thing because since it's all being wrapped up next week in one issue and there really hasn't been much iron fist in the previous ones all right guys give it a quick rundown for you guys take it easy see you on 200 (laughs) see you 
Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Lifers Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening. 